Uh, uh, sorry, Ben. And damn Yankees. Those Yankees, they couldn't pull it off. It's not like they've never won before. Suck. And welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 43 Yikes. of Thirst and Goal. Me, Franny, I'm here. Sonia, to my right, is finally, finally back, back after two weeks. And Ben, right across from me and Ben... We just finished watching that Yankees game. Disappointment for you. Yes, You're yes, a huge yes. Yankees fan. You know, we had a good year. Houston has a better, you know, they have a better team uh, top to bottom from their pitching staff to their defense to their all-around play one through nine. They just they just do a better job of getting on base and moving runners along and scoring runs. So, you know, the Yankees are continue to be... You mean baseball? Primarily <laughs> based on thumping the ball. Uh, we're a little bit... This is a, a little first bit like, episode of Thirst Inning. Yeah, thirst <laughs> Inning. Uh, we're a little bit light uh, in starting pitching, but I mean, we have a great, great, great uh, bullpen. Uh, La Mathieu, I can't remember. I can't thirst in home. Thirst in home. Uh, yeah, so very disappointing. Uh, to see the Yankees go down in flames against uh, the Astros it wasn't yet again. Down yeah, in flames. flames. That, actually, I, I don't think Get anybody expected it to go, you know, six games. You know, I'm sure a lot of people expected a sweep or maybe four one. Yeah. But uh, you know, it was it was it was there. It was, it was there exciting. for the taking. It was there for the taking. And we were talking we, we, while what's his face was pitching right there. Chapman. We're like, we, we said, pull the guy. Yeah. Pull, pull the him. Guy. Pull There's him. no He's tomorrow. He was tired. But um, it is what it has been, and there's always next year. Another yes. season of 162 games of exciting <laughs> baseball <laughs> action. You could tell You could tell that we don't have a lot of baseball fans at the table. Friday, how was your week this week? It was a week. It was, uh, it, was, it was long. It seemed like it was a long week. What about you, Sonia? It was a very long week. Yeah, and you're, you came back from vacation. Yes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your trip? It was London. I mean, uh, if you've never been, you have to go. You have to experience it at least once in your life because it is it is a phenomenal town. I'll tell you that. So I, I will return. And if you guys want to join me. If we're invited next time. Absolutely. It's like you leave in October. It's cold. I don't like cold weather. It's not, it's a little though. Too, but did you find any Boddingtons? There was no Boddingtons. I did not find Boddingtons. Thank God. Anywhere. I didn't see it on tap, and I didn't see it on the pub menus. Yeah. So Their website was lying to us. Yeah, it's not the most popular it here. It really yeah. isn't. Or at least I didn't go to the pubs that, you know, yeah, drink That it. have that, yeah. it probably like but in some small town. It, it's it's cool. London is really, really neat. And, and, you, and you picked up a British accent, too. Did I? Little, for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and you picked up a little bit of a cold, you know. Yeah. No, wait a minute. I picked up the cold, like, last night this morning. I had doctor's appointment, and I swear to God. It's been incubating. There. It's been incubating. Since London, um, yeah, nothing will yeah. get you sick like going to the doctor. The London flu. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. Uh, but other than that, how was your week this week, Sonia? I don't even remember it. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a long week because you know when you're off for a week, just you know gallivanting through Europe, and then you come back and you got to work. Yeah. And, <laughs> yes, and then, yes, and it was, yes. you only had a one day of rest too. And it was not barely even a one day of rest. Barely. Right? I, mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you're a Seahawk fan, there's no. Yeah. Rest. Well, the, the podcast. I mean, last week you had just come back I and did. you fell asleep on the couch. I and, did. Apologies. Me and ben, you know, I hear I was missed. Well, <laughs> we I mean, our our listeners are down. Yeah, oh, everyone's stop. asking where well, is Sonia? Everyone was in London with me. <laughs> where's that? Where's the female voice on your show? And for the record, who's going to keep it real? For the record, I wore the Thirsting Gold T-shirt on the plane, and 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 at the pub, 
And I brought one for Lauren, and she swiped it. And that was an excellent picture that Lauren yeah. Took. yeah. Is that not phenomenal? Yeah, that no. was yeah, really yeah. cool. Absolutely. That's going in our catalog awesome. of Thurston Gold yeah. Gear. Awesome. And, and to <laughs> your credit, we do have uh, more listeners from uh, London this past episode and the episode before, actually. Yay! Hello. Yeah. I love your town. <laughs> All right, yeah, my week. And Ben, what about you? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. We uh, finally finished up our bathroom re- remodel. Oh, I think we talked man. about that yeah. last week. And on the heels of that, our entire sewer line was on the verge of collapse, <laughs> so we had to replace our entire sewer line from the house yes. all the way out to the man cover. <laughs> so that sucked. Yes. Uh, but Friday, what are we going to talk about this week? Before we start talking oh. about what we're going to talk about this week, uh, Ben, what are you drinking? Looks like you have a new Ooh, gin. I do have a new gin. And we have I've a picture. A Actually, I need to post, of I need rosemary to post that picture. I'm going to post that picture on Instagram, and you're going to post it on Twitter. Ben, and uh, which which one is that? Yes, I have finally found my winter gin. It's very fancy. This is the botanist in honor of our scotches that we've been tasting low these past few weeks. This is the botanist Islay Dry Gin. It was created Islay. at the... Yeah. Brukeladich Distillery. It's a superb Islay gin, distilled <laughs> distilled in the Ugly Betty, still described as an oversized up, upside down dustbin made of copper by Tom Morton. Perhaps the best looking packaging packaging uh, anyone has ever seen for a gin. It's not all style and no substance either. It's a world class gin. Uh, this is a really really good gin. Twenty two separate botanicals, many of which are picked. And foraged on the Isle of Islayer. They're Islay. foraged. Foraged, wow. allegedly. Jeez. At least a portion of them, although they have Sounds a, like someone's digging in there. I found it at at, uh, at BevMo in Los Angeles, so I don't know how much foraging is actually going on to produce <laughs> that amount of gin. Uh, but it has 22 botanicals. It's a dry gin, uh, which is typically drunk, drank in the <laughs> summer months. But this is a great, great winter gin I actually have a sprig of rosemary in there. Mm-hmm. You can find the picture on our Instagram as well as on our Twitter. It's a really, really, really good gin. I should ask Franny, what are you drinking over there since I forgot to buy Jack? Now, rye. Oh. Some rye and Coke. Oh. Yeah. yeah how, is different. A, how is a rye and Coke? It uh, has a little bit of um, a bitterness. This glass is empty, it. so yeah, I, I, I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just drank it down right now as Ben was talking about his, uh, yeah, his drink there. But it's pretty good. I, I recommend uh, rye and Coke. Interesting. And Sonia? I am drinking Crystal Geyser. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Crystal Geyser with coldies infused coldies infused tonic water. A little under the weather. A little under the weather. I shall overcome. (laughs) Yes, but we still have a couple shots on the table that you'll be able to take. I'm excited about this. Yeah, they look really good. All right, Friday, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben, we have our NFL news. Ooh, NFL news. We have our (laughs) housekeeping. We have our week six recap. Shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We have our week seven picks. We have our homebrew up there, which is bubbling away. It's fermenting right now. We'll talk uh, new to the show, a little update. Talk a little bit about that. We have our shot of the week. It is our pumpkin pie shot. We have our brown taste, our beverage of the week, another Isla Scotch. We have a beer from the 818, a very yes. local brewery out here from the valley. We have our quiz, our quiz that's been on hold for a couple of weeks now because Sun hasn't been here. So I have that ready to go. We have our betting corner, Ben's betting corner. And while you're doing that, I'm actually going to have to put in my six-game parlay. My sexy six six or five, depending on what the picks are. I'm pretty safe (laughs) with my picks, although they haven't been that great lately. And then to finish off the show, we have our housekeeping again. All right, Friday, what's first up on the big board? First up, Ben. 
as always, we have our NFL news. NFL news. So we'll lead uh, with Patrick Mahomes during the game this past Thursday facing the Denver Broncos, who could not overcome anything at all. Joe Flacco sacked eight times in that game. Patrick Mahomes, during a quarterback sneak, dislocated his kneecap, uh, which was popped in in quite a grotesque scene on the sideline. He had an MRI, I believe, on Friday. Uh, Best case scenario, uh, Patrick Mahomes will be out three to four weeks. Franny has heard some reports that it might be four to six weeks. Uh, But this is big, big news for the NFL. Patrick Mahomes out potentially four to six weeks. Big news for the AFC West. Big news for the AFC in general. Franny, what say you about Patrick Mahomes? You know, I'm I'm, I'm glad that it, the injury wasn't worse uh, than we first suspected. Because I'm a Patrick Says Mahomes. an NFC fan. I am a Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm also a Patrick Mahomes fan. I like the guy. I like watching the guy play football. He's he's one of the great young talents right now. Probably the best young talent in the league. And, uh, you know, if he's going to get injured, thank God that it's only for maybe a three, possibly six-week period Love to see him come back, but it really opens the door for Oakland, who has really picked up their play lately. And we'll see, you know, how the Kansas City Chiefs uh, perform moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, we'll talk about the game later. I was just shocked to see that Denver was completely inept against a pretty bad oh, defense, even yeah. against I think it was Matt Moore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they were going to shocking. Yeah, they're going to pick somebody else up between now and six weeks from now if it actually if the injury is going to be longer than expected. But I mean, I don't know if they want to go with Matt Moore for four straight weeks, yeah. but they probably will. Sonia, what say you about Madden 2020? Curse. The curse? The curse. I, I never want to see my boy on that cover, ever, ever, it, ever. Well, Russell is the front runner for no, the MVP no, I would, I would select him, although it might be McCaffrey, too. Yeah, McCaffrey, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> lot to lot to overcome, though, as a position player. Yeah, I mean, yeah but you know what? Watching the, the game, I even looked at you on, what was it, Thursday night, and I just said, Mahomes who? I mean, it didn't even seem like it affected them. But again, they were playing the Broncos, so yeah. I guess yeah. I can't say like anything. Ben said they looked inept. I mean, just like compl- I mean, Flacco was sacked, what, seven, eight times? Eight, eight sacks. Oh. Uh, they looked, uh, I mean, they just looked terrible. I mean, across the board, they looked terrible. Offense and, I mean, they said the defense didn't play particularly bad, but they gave up 30-plus points yeah, but the in the Chiefs game. Still oh, you hear good. the rye opening, folks. That's look, what you look, hear. Look, look, look. The, uh, the Chiefs still look good. I mean, their offense played hard. Their defense played hard. I mean, the score should have been a lot more than what it ended up being. But, hey, they won. W is a W. Uh, Andy Reid yeah. is an offensive whiz kid, whiz adult. But, uh, <laughs> you know, So he will figure out a way to get he points was, on the board. He, he was a kid in the past punt kick, whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. When that, he was that, like that. three times the size of anyone else out there. <laughs> just rumbling, stumbling was, down in the punt passing kick that competition. Hilarious. That was hilarious. All right. Anything else to add about uh, Patrick no, Mahomes? I'm sad. I'm sad for him. Yeah. Sorry, Lauren. I know she. he was your uh, quarterback in the Oh, fantasy. I know in fantasy, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, quarterbacks are a dime a dozen in fantasy. Not Mahomes type quarterbacks. <laughs> all right. I'm starting Russell Wilson this week. Uh, uh, next, up, next up, another big loss. This time a little bit closer to home for the tag teams. The Pittsburgh Steelers' week six victory over the oh. L.A. Chargers has come at a significant price. Stefan Tuitt, a six-year vet and valuable member of Pittsburgh's defensive line, sustained a torn pectoral muscle that will require season-ending sur- season-ending <laughs> surgery, according to ESPN's Chris Mortensen. Uh, this from CBS News. Nose tackle Javon Hargrave and veteran backup lineman Tyson Alulu play significant snaps while filling in for <laughs> Tuitt on Sunday night. 
Hargrave, a third-round pick in the 2016 draft, had two tackles, while Alualu, a 2017 free agent signing, <laughs> inked a two-year extension with the team this past offseason at three tackles, as well as a defect, deflected pass that was intercepted by rookie linebacker Devin Bush, setting up Pittsburgh's second touchdown. While the Steelers have decent depth on their defensive line, losing to it for the season would be a major loss that a def- to a defense that appears to be rounding, finally rounding into form after acquiring free safety Minka Fitzpatrick two weeks into the season. To it, a 2014 second-round pick at a Notre Dame. Origin- already had 3.5 sacks this season. It was on pace to smash his previous season high of 6.5 sacks during the 2015 season, this is really depressing news for the Steelers. He's the probably uh, next to, oh, you know, next to uh, the name is escaping me right now for some unknown reason. Uh, but next to our best defensive lineman, probably the second best guy on that line. And our defensive line have been playing lights out all year. This is just a really big, big blow because the defense is going to have to keep us in yeah. games. And the defense really started to pick it up. At the yeah. beginning of the season, we were a little worried about how they would perform, but they really picked it up, especially the last couple of weeks. They've looked really good. Yeah, it's too bad. It really is too bad. Sonia? Next next man up, right? I, uh, I, I'm ashamed to say that that name rings no bell. What about a Lulu? Uh, Alu <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cam Hayward. That's the name I forgot. Sorry, Cam Hayward. Hayward, our be- our I've best, heard of. Our best I'm defensive like, lineman. It? And why are you sad? <laughs> uh, he's a really, 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 really good defensive lineman. Okay. Uh, he's been playing lights out this year. I mean, he's a run stop. Tomlin's going to just pluck someone else in there, and you'll be all right. Uh, yes, that's been the history of us. <laughs> yeah. Steelers defense lately: plug someone in and give up thirty points. You've got an easy schedule from here on out. Uh, easy is, is all relative. That's true. But we had a pretty rough schedule. I mean, it's, it's, it's too bad because we really were rounding into form both in the secondary with Fitzpatrick. Hayden's playing better. I've been impressed with me yeah. Fitzpatrick. You know, I, I, I didn't say a lot. Well, I want to say nice things about Fitzpatrick, but I wasn't impressed by the move to pick up Minka Fitzpatrick because you guys gave up, what, a first rounder for him? Yeah, yeah. yeah next yeah, year's uh, first round pick. Yeah, so, but it looks like he's doing pretty well. He's playing very well. He's, he's playing at, you know, at, first round pick levels right now so i mean he's really helping the team how long's two it out for season he tore oh, yeah season. he tore his pectoral oh, muscle. oh gee and we had some guys that really played yeah, but well you have two pecs you don't need another one i mean <laughs> yeah, two just play, play with one peck how many pecs do you need <laughs> yeah. uh yeah that's why you were born with two it was just a, it was pretty sad uh for me because we really were rounding oh. into form you know as a solid my lung collapsed you have defense. another one <laughs> you haven't <laughs> You know, oh turn the other kidney. <laughs> you only have one liver. You can't tear that. Uh, but for a defensive, you know, for a defensive tackle, you can't you, you can't get any leverage uh, without uh, your pectoral muscles being in good shape. Uh, so, but next up, huge, huge news for the L.A. Rams on the oh, same yeah, day whatever. that the Rams traded Pro Bowl cornerback Marcus Peters to the Baltimore Ravens, using the word Pro Bowl very loosely there. Uh, they have traded for quarter for Jaguars quarterback Jalen Ramsey. The Rams will send two first round picks in 2020 and 2021, and a fourth round pick in 2021 to the Jaguars. Adam Schefter, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN News, that is a huge, huge trade. The Rams now will yeah. be without a first round pick in five, count them, five straight years. Franny, what say you about the That's the heist? Expensive. It is a lot to give up for Jalen Ramsey, and I don't know how much he's going to help the team. I mean, the Seahawks are five and one right now. You have uh, the Niners that are five and zero oh right now. 
The Rams are sitting at three and three. They lost to both teams already. You know, how far is this pick going to, or, or, or losing those picks going to take you with this trade? I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year because I don't think three teams are coming out of the NFC no. West. It, it should probably be the Seahawks and the Niners because the Niners are really freaking impressive. I, I don't want to hear that. Anyways. No, 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 no. Maybe. Maybe they're trying to, like, stop winning so that they can give up as many first-round picks as they want. Yeah, but why? <laughs> well, aren't they, like... Oh, no, they gave up their first round yeah, picks. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, they're not, they're not tanking. They're losing first round picks. So, I mean, they're, they're losing these picks. And so, you know, you know, try to bolster your offensive line. You know, you know give Wait, give wait, they Goff. gave up the first round pick, right? I mean, you can pick up, you know, offensive linemen. They're going to pick them up second. on the second round. I mean, you can pick up first round pick last three years. Yeah, and you can pick up offensive linemen in the second round, third round, or whatever. But still, I, I Ramsey don't think to it's me a good... seems a little whiny, sort of like. Uh, uh, it, it seems like they've been having more issues Antonio with their offense. Antonio Brown esque. Oh, that's yeah. funny that you said that. I happen to have a little <laughs> bit of a timeline here. Jalen Ramsey, October twenty third, two thousand and sixteen. Ramsey is ejected late in the fourth quarter of the Jaguars' loss to Oakland after getting into a fight. With receiver Johnny <laughs> Holton, November 20th, 2016. Just, yeah, Television cameras catch Ramsey crying on the sideline and saying, I'm tired of losing. Crying? Late in the Jaguars' 26-19 defeat to the Detroit. It's the fifth of what would be nine consecutive losses for the Jags. January 1st, 2017, after the Jaguars lose to Indy to close out his rookie season, rookie season Ramsey, safety to Sean Gibson, and quarterback David House complain about the way they were used in 2016. Ramsey also advocated for a clean sweep of the defensive coaching staff. Oh. June 16, 2017, Ramsey undergoes surgery to repair a core muscle injury. He, he finally was cleared for the start of training camp. November 5, 2017, Ramsey and Cincinnati Bengals receiver A.J. Green get into a fight on the sideline and both Your are God. ejected. January 14, 2018, during a rally after the team's 45-42 AFC division, divisional playoff victory against my Steelers, Ramsey tells a crowd gathered at TIAA Bank Field that the Jaguars are going to beat New England in the AFC Championship game. It's pretty close. Jan- January 21, 2018, Ramsey is critical of defensive coordinator Todd Wash's decision to keep the defense in zone coverage for most of the fourth quarter. Uh, August 18, 2018, Ramsey and defensive end Dante Fowler are suspended for a week for violating team rules and conduct unbecoming to the team. And this goes on and on and on. Got into a fight with Doug Marone on the sidelines this year. Uh, this is not something I expected. A little bit of a headache. Sean McVay. To do and yeah. want on his team, especially so what, for what do you two think? First what do you think is going to happen, Ben? You asked me and Sonia, but what do you think about this trade? I think that it it they are really all in on this season. I think that this is going to hurt them in terms of it's depth. Little, it's getting a little late in the season. It I mean, I know it's early, late. but you have a five and one team and a five and zero team, and both teams look pretty impressive. And you lost to both of those teams already. I don't disagree. You're already behind in the division. I mean, I think that they are attempting to do what they can to make the playoffs this year. No t- first-round pick next year or the year after. That, I think they're going to really struggle to do what the Eagles have done for many years and the Seahawks have done and the Patriots do is better than anyone else, is they're not going to have any depth on that team. They're going to have five or six guys on that team making near-max salaries, yeah. and they're not going to be able to stack the rest of that roster with talent. I mean, any injury at any core position, and they're going to struggle next year, year after that, because they won't have any draft talent at low salary uh, to build up that roster. It's going to be really, really hard for them Mm -hmm. to have any kind of depth. I mean, if the Patriots have proven anything, it's that you don't need star players at any position other than quarterback, 
to win a lot of championships. And the Rams are going to have star players at five or six different positions that they're going to have to pay and are already paying Mm -hmm. in Goff and Cup, or they're going to have to pay Cup. So, I mean, I think it's going to be tough for them in the the next few years to have any kind of depth. Especially with the way that division is shaping out right now. Yeah, I mean, who would have thought the Niners? Two powerhouse. Would, the Niners would be undefeated. Yeah. Well, Franny yeah. probably thought they would be undefeated. No, I'm I'm shocked. Everybody's shocked. The Niners are shocked. <laughs> yeah. The Niners fans are shocked. <laughs> Niners can't believe that they're the, winning. <laughs> yeah, and and the way that they're doing it with their defense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That they could go deep in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you always know how good a team is by how loud Richard Sherman is talking. And their their defensive coordinator, Saleh. I want that type. Oh of, my I god! Want that it's so guy. exciting to watch. I want that guy on my sideline. I don't want Schwartz out there with his, you know, with just standing around looking, you know, dumbfounded as to what the fuck's going on in the field. I mean, our <laughs> secondary is terrible, but he's just okay, whatever, you know. I mean, how often? I mean, what was the last time you saw like six or seven cutaways to the defensive coordinator? You just losing his shit on the sideline yeah. during a game. I mean, it was exciting to watch. It's, I mean, it's it really was. It's fun to watch. I mean, it gets it gets the defense fired up. It gets everybody excited. Yeah, there were and, about well, like Pete Carroll. More. Pete Carroll, for instance, same guy. I mean, same thing. Like he just gets. I love watching a coach get excited for his players because his players get excited. I don't want to see like you know. I want to be professional. I want to you know. Tomlin. It, it, yeah, like Tomlin. <laughs> Tomlin, for instance. I mean, even after the game. I mean, the on the podium. standard is the standard. Yeah, that's kind of boring. I mean, pa- players like to be fired up. I mean, yes. they, they want they want to you know a guy that's professional. But when the game starts and you're fired up and you're out there, you want the same guy on the sideline jumping around, high fiving guys. You know, as old as Pete Carroll is. Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to say? Well, but he's more <laughs> exciting than, than 90% of the head coaches out there. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. actually gets excited for his players, and when his players do well, he reinforces their good play with, you know, positive positive things to say, positive actions that reinforce it, and it builds uh, team chemistry, I think. Sonia, anything else to add about the Rams throwing away the next 10 years to try to win this year? I, I want to see what JR is going to do for that team. JR. <laughs> Who shot JR? I was going to say we need to have a segment called Who Shot JR? Yeah, there was a great gif of him getting back on the Brinks truck that he brought to camp. I think it was last year or the year before and driving away. And that's the kind of guy you want on your team. <laughs> Antonio Brown But you called it. I mean, that's why, I mean, actually, I, there were about 10 more incidents that I didn't I know. Leave. I, I yeah. finally looked down and went, holy crap. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Two pages worth. You know, why, why you would want someone like that on your team, I just, I guess I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give up two first-round picks for Darrell Rivas in his prime, maybe, uh, but not to give up two round pick, two first-round picks for this guy. And, and he's going to want a, con- a large contract, you know, Huge. after this year. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. Next up, we had another trade from the LA Rams. This happened just before the trade we just discussed. The Rams shipped starting cornerback and overhyped cornerback Marcus <laughs> Peters to the Ravens, who are collecting Great. washed up defensive backs in exchange for linebacker Kenny Young and an <laughs> undisclosed 2020 draft pick, which is probably the same fourth round pick. NFL Networker inside, uh, NFL employee Ian Rappaport <laughs> reported Tuesday th- via Grant Gordon of NFL.com. Rob Parker of Fox Sports first reported the trade, and the Rams later confirmed the transaction. Peter started every game so far this season, just as he started every game last year as the Rams marched to a Super Bowl appearance. What do you say, Franny, about sending washed-up, overhyped Marcus <laughs> Peters I wouldn't off? Say he's not washed up. I mean, he's still, he's still a young young guy. Um, I, th- I think it was more just a, a scheme thing, you know, picking up Ramsey uh, and... and, and um, 
what's his face? Uh, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters uh, goes. I, you know, I, I think it's, it has to do with the defensive scheming more than anything. Um, but I heard when the trade was made, though, they they, they didn't know that they were going to get J- Jalen Ramsey. So it's kind of odd if you're getting rid of one quarterback and you don't even know if you can get another cornerback there. So that, that was a little odd. Yeah, I mean, uh, Peters had not played particularly well uh, this year. Uh, and he joins a team where, I mean, good, smart move by the Seahawks because uh, Earl Thomas... Uh, looks like his feet are stuck in cement over there in Baltimore. So Baltimore is doing anything they can shaking her head. to try to oh buttress. Well, I mean, smart move letting him go when you yeah. did because he looks horrific we'll see tomorrow. this year on a terrible Baltimore defense. I've never been a big fan of Marcus Peters. I think he's been overhyped. And, I, mm. I, yeah, washed up is too strong since he's still quite young. He's still young but, but he's you know. just an overrated cornerback uh, as far as I'm concerned. Sonia, anything to add about? Marcus Peters in your division. No. Yeah. Bye-bye. Meh. All right. Next up, a week after criticizing, criticizing his opponent, Eagles linebacker Zach Brown, after the bulletin board material was cut on Monday night, a few days after he called the Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins probably the weakest part of Minnesota's offense. Brown and Cousins were teammates in Washington's in Washington for one season. Cousins torched the Eagles' defense on Sunday. Sorry, Franny, for 333 yards and <laughs> See, four I touchdowns. I told you. I told in you, though. 38 to 20 win at US. We Bank talked Stadium. about this a couple of weeks ago. I said Kirk Cousins would come back, and he has last couple of games. Unfortunately, one of them was against the Eagles. That is true. That, that is true. After the game, Brown dodged questions about his earlier comments concerning Cousins. He said, I'm here to talk about the game. Any other questions besides about Kirk Cousins? Brown demanded. Huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, he made the comments. They were really stupid I don't know comments. If... And I don't, what, you, no one's going to ask you about your comment. You said yeah, this guy sucks. Exactly. And then he beats the piss out of you, especially at linebacker. Uh-huh. And you don't expect someone to ask, like, what do you think about your comments yeah, saying this guy is terrible? Uh, no, I, I don't think uh, cutting him had anything to do with the comments. I don't think the Eagles. Ooh. I don't think the Eagles I would agree. cut a player for that. I think it just has more to do with his poor performances. Um, you know, the Eagles are deep, um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure they have a guy there that could take his place and and play at the same level, hopefully better. But I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with the comments. I think it's just. A, it's a coincidence. It, it just happened that way. Um, but don't say anything bad about Kirk Cousins. Well, I say bad things about Kirk Cousins and look every single week. And look at this guy. He's performing well ever since. Uh, ever, ever, he's performing consistently inconsistent. No, well, not the last few games. Last that few is games. true. That and, is true. And the Vikings defense also is playing well right now too. Uh, that's true. And yeah. the, I mean, defense. I mean, and, and he went to Thielen. Uh, week before, I went to Diggs, Diggs. Yeah, yeah. this week, so he's trying to keep his receivers happy. I'll never understand why uh, players decide to make comments about players on their upcoming opponents or negative comments that really are not solicited mm-hmm. or really have any relevance to the game that you're playing. It just serves to fire somebody up. Yep. Best case, it does nothing. Worst case, it fires someone up to play better. So I'm not sure yep. why uh, Zach Brown, sort of a mediocre linebacker, would feel the need to make those kinds of comments. I agree that it didn't have anything to do with the the releasing of the player, but probably pretty. Oh, Sonia's back. She (laughs) ran away for a minute. (laughs) All right. Next up, Ryan Tannehill is going to start for the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Finally. We talked about this. We talked about this, And what did you say at the beginning of the year when I said that they should start Ryan Tannehill? I said yes. I agree, Ben. (laughs) I I don't think that's accurate. I mean, excuse me. I'm not right about a lot. That's one of the lost. Right about this that's one. one of the lost episodes. That episode doesn't. <laughs> <Lost> episodes. <laughs> it's not there anymore. I oh, deleted man. it. 
<laughs> it's been uh, truncated down. No, but we talked. We okay. We did. The beginning of the season, I said that Mariota should start the season, but he's played very inconsistently. <laughs> that's, not that's only being generous. this season, but every single season he's been in the league, and I think <clears throat> it's gotten to that point now uh, where he's 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 on a contract year, and I think the. The Tennessee Titans are a little stuck right now. They kind of see, they want to see who, or, you know, how Tannehill can perform. They're they're still kind of guessing whether or not they should, you know, pay Mariota a large contract or, you know, possibly just have Tannehill. I think Tannehill's still on his contract, right? I'm not yeah, sure what his is. contract is. So if if Tannehill comes out and he performs well, they might just roll with Tannehill and possibly trade Mariota. See, you know. Yeah, see, I mean, there are teams, you know, he could end up with the Chiefs for a few games. He could end up with, you know, teams that have injured quarterbacks, you know, as we sit here today. I, I think they're going to finally cut bait with Mariota. I don't think they have much choice. It'd be nice to see what Tannehill can do. I mean, we had some years in Miami. I think they made the playoffs one of the years that he was no, they, they starting, starting yeah. for them. But we never really got to see how good he could be because he was playing on such a poor team yeah, most of his career. He's just, well, he's bipolar. I, I mean, he's, he's you know, he... he He's done some really good things on the field, and then he'll be Very terrible. Bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you just don't know what you're going to get with this guy, and he has all the intangibles to be a good quarterback, but for some reason he just can't can't pull can't together. Get it together. And I think Mariota, and I think it's four or five years into his career now. I think he's in his fifth year. They picked yeah. up his and he's injury prone. Injury too. prone. Can't force. Can't get the ball down the field with any velocity. He's very athletic. Obviously, yeah. I mean, he can move as well as any quarterback out there, but he just is inaccurate and he can't get the ball down the field into, into tight windows. So after this number of years, mm-hmm. I think it's time to to cut bait with Mariona yeah. and move on. Maybe they'll um, maybe they'll trade up in the draft. Desperate team like, out there, maybe that that would want him. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, looks like he's you know the Tennessee Titans are probably not going to make the playoffs with the Colts playing the way that they are. Yeah, and the Texans playing and the, the way especially that they are. the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. I mean, it's too bad for Mariota. You know, I, th- I I was hoping that he would have some success in the I, league when he came I out of Pac-12. It. I mean, I expected him. I mean, because he had a great college career. Um, he was fun you know, to if, watch if they could college. bring Chip Kelly in as an offensive coordinator, oh, maybe, lordy, lordy, <laughs> maybe they could re- <laughs> revive him, revive him because Chip Kelly's been terrible at UCLA. Oh my uh, god! So. All right. Sonia, anything to add about your... I got nothing. All right. Sonia's just holding on for dear life with her with her cold that's coming on. Next up, we have a really interesting bit of news coming out of SoFi Stadium here in L.A. This is near and dear to our hearts out here. NFL owners reportedly want to offset the rising cost of SoFi Stadium in L.A., which has seen its cost balloon to an estimated $5 billion, with a B, dollars by asking the players to offset some of those costs in collective bargaining agreement talks, according to Tyler Conway of BleacherReport.com. Originally projected at $2.5 billion, oh SoFi costs have ballooned to almost double at $5 billion. Uh, so what do you think about the league attempting to get the players to pay for a stadium in Los Angeles for a two oh. teams that nobody cares about and nobody wants to come and watch. <laughs> as, as long, that is pretty shocking. Yeah, I know. As long as they don't ask the taxpayers. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I think, well, I, this happens, I think, with every stadium. There, there's always overruns and... and, and Double, and, oh, yeah. good God. Oh, it's, it's a nice stadium. It is. It is a very it is. nice stadium. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to be seeing any money from the players' pockets for this. 
Oh, it's 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 amazing. I mean, players currently receive 47% of the revenue under the current CBA signed in 2011. That deal is due to expire after the next season, but the two sides have been in negotiations about striking a potential compromise early. Patrick, Dan, Patrick said earlier on his show that owners have targeted Thanksgiving as their preferred date, uh, but no one, no one expects the players to agree to offset the cost of a Los Angeles yeah. stadium deal. I just thought it was a, the owners... Ugh. I mean, come. I mean, are you trying to piss the players off? I mean, it, it, that's just such a ridiculous. Hey, you playing in Atlanta? Would you like to give up a little bit of your profit sharing money or your yeah. percentage of the of the CBA so you can pay just, for this? Just because of bad, pl- I'm sure know, that like, you know the money's going to end up in the owners' pockets eventually because some and, contractor overrun. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's 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 pretty terrible, I, you know. But it's a nice stadium. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's a really nice stadium. Maybe they should have settled on something a little bit cheaper. Yeah, we'll get to go see uh, the Seattle Seahawks go and play there once oh. a year because it'll be a seventy thirty crowd, seventy percent e- or uh, ste- or oh, <laughs> Steelers, yeah. Eagles. Seahawks, Eagles, whoever's playing there. It's gonna be the majority of the other team, the away team, that's gonna fill the stadium, not the Chargers, especially not the Chargers and not the Rams. Yeah, and there was even uh, some. Conspiracy. And if the Raiders, if the Raiders play there, it's gonna be all Raiders. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, gonna be yeah, all, be all, all Raiders. <laughs> And rightfully so. Yeah, there was even a conspiracy theory this week that the reason that the Rams are trading for so many big-name players and signing uh, marquee players and signing Jared Goff is because they're afraid that when they move into that new stadium, they won't be able to get asses in the seats if they don't have names and jerseys to put on the billboards around Los Angeles to get people to come to the games. I don't know if there's anything to that. Uh, I mean, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. But, I mean, it's it's, it's terrible planning uh, on the part of... of, um the commissioner with the owners, whoever, you know, put the stadium together. I mean, the Chargers can't even fill a stadium of 27,000 people. It's pathetic. You know, it, it, and you expect to fill 80,000 seats? That's pretty bad. Yeah, square peg, round hole. I mean, there are cities out here in the United States that would love to have a team that could probably, I mean, the Bills can pack that stadium uh, nearly every single, every other week or eight yeah. games a year. Yeah. You know, it's time to move the Chargers out of here. I mean, nobody <laughs> wants to watch them. Move them to a city that will enjoy going to football games. <sighs> I'm Send not them sure. to San what, Diego. What, what, yeah, but even San Diego couldn't fill. They the, couldn't Qualcomm. fill it either. They couldn't fill that stadium. Uh, fuck, I don't. I don't know who. Gotta where? Be. Let's just create a team. <laughs> but it would be. It would. I mean, you could go thirty one teams. You could support another team in New York. You could support another team in Texas, probably, if you wanted to move a team to Austin. Yeah. Uh, just so that you'd have San Antonio, you know, fans that would you know? come to the games and watch the games. I mean, it's really. I mean, the Steelers were. It was seventy thirty Steeler fans. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. That's pathetic, and the, and the tickets weren't even that expensive to get into the game. Mm-hmm. That is pretty pathetic. All right, last up, officiating. Boo! For those <laughs> out there that have wa- that watched Shittiest. the Detroit uh, Lions. Green Bay game this past week. Oh my god! Uh, that might have been the epitome so far this year of how bad the officiating so bad. can get. Um, so I was really interested to hear you guys' take on after giving these guys a seven-year uh, extension on their CBA uh, this past uh, two about two three months ago. How bad can it get? Because it was I don't know. two two hands to the face penalties that shouldn't have been called on the same play. That the Lions got called for hands to the face. There was hands to the face on the offensive lineman for Green Bay on the same play, and actual hands to the face. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, they gave the the Green Bay Packers a first down that ultimately led to the touchdown. That or not the touchdown that won the game, but the field goal. Well, they scored a touchdown, and then later in the game they they kicked the field goal to win the mm-hmm. game. But it's pathetic. What do you guys think? That's terrible. You're, it sucks. Whatever. I mean, you know how I felt. <laughs> I yeah, but there, there's there's no accountability. There's Zero. no accountability whatsoever for the referees. They week in and week out they make these terrible calls, and they get back on the field 
and they do the same exact thing the following week. I mean, in that in the Cowboys Jets game, at the end of the game, there was what six or seven penalties in a row. It was pass interference, pass interference, pass interference. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, okay, a couple flag of those were a couple of those were flag. pass interferences, but a couple of them were not pass interference calls. And and if the coach throws a red challenge flag to challenge those penalties, it's usually turn around yeah i think pete carroll so there's no reason yeah i think pete carroll actually won the only yeah, i think he might have won the only overturn yeah. of a pass interference call and it was a bad one uh this season i think that was the only call or only challenge on pass interference that was either that was one whether i don't remember what this no, but it, and it was a bad one too i remember seeing that i'm like i don't want to win this way but you know what everyone else is so okay <laughs> and i get it i mean you, you can't use the referees or the umpires as an excuse uh, whether you win or lose the game. Patricia, obviously, they couldn't score when they got to the red zone. I think they had four red zone uh, appearances in that game where they kicked field goals or attempted field goals. That's not going to win it either. But the, but it's really, really pathetic. And after the game, you can't even criticize the, the referees yeah. because you know in the next yeah. game, they'll get you. And well, just like Baker Mayfield got fined. Yeah. And I think, the, I can't remember the other player and, and who also got fined. What he said fined. wasn't even that bad. No. It's not. I mean, you can't say anything about the refs, but the refs can make whatever call out there and and not have any sort of uh, punishment or accountability or anything. Yeah, I mean, I've said it for the longest time. I mean, it sounds terrible, but there's really only one way the players can get back at the referees. The referees have all the power. Uh, It's costing teams games. It's hurting the point spreads in Vegas, which people should care about because people are losing faith in wagering on games because they don't know if the outcome is going to be determined by the referees. If you know a referee makes a bad call, you know they did it on purpose. There are things the players can do on the field to make sure that these referees are... are and what's that? Tackle them. Tackle them. Hit them. <laughs> I didn't see you. I didn't see you there. Sorry. Unless it's intentional. I mean, these guys are completely yeah. without any accountability. And if the league won't tackle it, if the league won't do something about it, then the players are going to have to figure out a way to bring some accountability yeah. to these guys. If it's incompetence, I mean, obviously you don't want to. You, you don't want to hurt an official if it's, if it's you incompetence. You have video evidence on those challenges. You have video evidence in slow motion. Yeah. You see that it is pass interference, but they overturn it, and they say the the play on the field stands. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 obvious to everybody in even the stadium, on the jumbotron. Every, yeah, everybody watching on TV, they're they're fouls, and they should have been called, but they don't want to admit to it. Yeah, and the irony is there. I mean, there are people that are talking, and I and I tend to agree with most of them that if 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 the play that happened in the championship game last year happened in in the game next week, that play <laughs> might not be overturned. Exactly. exactly. That might not actually. And that's why. Be, we, and that's yeah. the whole reason we have this rule. Exactly. I mean, that is shocking because they because there was no helmet to helmet. Yeah. It might not actually be overturned. It might stand as called on the field as not pass interference, and that just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have some housekeeping. All right. We have a little housekeeping before we get into our week six recap. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to the show. We love all of you and really, really appreciate uh, everyone that listens to the show. Please, please, please share our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, with your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. You can search for us and listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcast, (laughs) Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please, if you would be so kind, leave us a review. Doesn't have to even be five stars. Please leave us a review. Yes, it does have to be five stars. All right, it has to be five stars. (laughs) Shut up. I just love it when when podcasts say, just leave, like they blatantly say, leave us a five star review. It's like, what what if your show's not that good? 
Well, ours this is definitely well, five ours stars. is definitely that good. <laughs> it should but be it's six. Like, they're like, they're like, call us, call us, and send us an they email. They should call Apple. Be like, why can't yeah. I give them six? And we'll <laughs> fix, and we'll fix whatever it is before you leave your review. It's like, does that sort of defeat the whole review process? That's funny. Uh, all right. That's what I'm asking for. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's right. It has to be five stars. Six. Uh, if you'd like to leave <laughs> feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com or call us 818-350-2680. You can also follow us on Instagram at Thursdan and on Twitter at Goal Thirst. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our week six recap. All right. Week six recap coming at you in just a minute, folks. All right, and we have our week six recap, and Sonia is back to go over I the games. I am. I am. I know I wasn't here. To Barely. Make, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I know I wasn't here to make the picks as I'm looking at it. I, I would have sucked last week. Nah. Oh, yeah, I would have. I would have. I mean, come on, the Chiefs lost. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they've, well, they won on Monday. They lost, and yeah. then they won. Yeah, yeah, they right, 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 right. <laughs> We're talking about... Week six, and uh, then we always choose for yeah, week yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So last week, Panthers, Buccaneers. Panthers won 37 26. Talk to me. <laughs> I'm not sure what. <laughs> what would you like me to say about that game? Nothing. Uh, what was the score of that game? 37 26, Panthers. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Allen continues to play well. Uh, Jameis Winston con- continues to be a train wreck that Bruce Arians himself cannot seem to fix, correct, or make better. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is in for a long, long season this year. I mean, they haven't done much. Their tight end is, are not playing well. Mike Williams, much to front of chagrin. I don't know if you have him on your fantasy team. Mike Evans, yeah. Or Mike Evans. Yeah. Haven't been playing well. I mean, I think I think Carolina... Godwin, though, if you have Godwin on your yeah. fantasy team. Carolina is onto something. That's what I would say. I say Carolina is onto something with Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, yeah. Uh, Cam Newton has been back in, back in the facility. Looks like he is getting better and is probably a week or two away from potentially being able to start. But I would say Carolina with McCaffrey. I mean, what else can you say about that guy? He mm-hmm. is just playing lights out. Kyle Allen is playing well. And Tampa Bay is, unfortunately, a train wreck. Yeah, Jameis Winston with five interceptions in this game. And this was the London game, actually, the, the London game after yeah. Your trip to London, yeah. Sonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you weren't able to be in a pub in London nope. watching this game like nope. you were able to watch the Raiders and, and the Bears. I saw a lot more Bear fans there than I did the Raiders. Yeah, well, I, I, pretty cool. that's not a surprise. Chicago's closer. Closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kyle Allen again, 20 for 32, 227 yards and two. Count them, two TDs uh, in that game. Again, McCaffrey with only 31 yards but a TD on the ground. Yeah, Kyle Allen, man. I can see him staying for the long term in Carolina. Could be a little drama. Could be a trade for Cam. Ooh. Cam Cam. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was funny to Ben. I guess so. For some unknown reason. All right, next game. Five five INTs for Winston (laughs) on on 400 yards passing. I mean, just pretty pathetic. All right. Next game. Next? Wait, did we, did we do the Giants-Patriots game on that Thursday? I think we, we, oh, we talked about it. that. We, we talked about it. that last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. That was expected. 
<laughs> All right. Redskins, Dolphins. Redskins, 17. Dolphins, 16. Bummer. <sighs> yeah, we don't really have to spend too much time on this game. Exciting game. Uh, the Dolphins uh, came down to, I think, a two-point conversion at the end of the game uh, yep. to try to win it, and they lost, Sucks. and they're still terrible. The Redskins are still <laughs> terrible as well. And there's not much to say, Ben. Do you have anything to add no. to that? And an about face, uh, Josh Rosen is yeah. no longer the starter now. Fitz. Ryan Fitzmagic Fitzpatrick will be the starter for the remainder of the season. For this so week much. until next week, and then it'll be Josh <laughs> Rosen <flip> again. Flop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think they're holding. On. I think they're they don't want Rosen to get hurt, and they don't want him to be exposed uh, if he's ultimately not what exposed they think as he, a bad quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what are your favorites, Ben? I know, but it looks like they're probably going to try to trade him. You have the jersey hanging there, they're, they're signed. Gonna, I think they're going to try to trade him so they don't want to expose him <laughs> to an injury or to people figuring out how bad he actually is. He's bad. All right, Saints-Jags. Saints 13, Jags 6. A yeah, very defensive game, a very defensive game, Ben. Um, it, was, it wasn't very exciting. Uh, you know, I expected the Saints to win by a larger margin. Um, just because they've been playing excellent uh, yep. in the absence of Drew Brees. Uh, but their defense... We've said it the and last he's couple of weeks. Playing amazing. Yeah. Top, I mean, they really are notch. playing amazing. I mean, to win a game 13 to 6 against the Jags, uh, Gardner Minshew did not have a particularly nope. good game, nor did Bridgewater. Bridgewater mm. with a TD. I think Minshew had no TDs in that game. And the, very few yards. But the defense played really, Fournette, really well. Also pretty terrible. I mean, shocking. Shocking so how did, well the Saints are playing on defense yeah. and winning these games. They have not the, lost In yet. the absence of Drew Brees. Not yeah. a single loss. As Fran, and Franny mentioned this past week how great. Uh, Seattle was or the Seattle, Saints that the Saints were playing Seattle on too, but the Saints, you know. Uh, all right, uh, next Bengals seventeen, Ravens twenty three. Ooh. Ooh, a stinker in the AFC North. <laughs> you know, Ben, you you mentioned this. You picked the Bengals last week, and you were almost right. I was almost right. You were almost, almost right, right with this one. 23-17, it was a very close game. Yeah. It was actually, well, the Ravens jumped out to an early lead, and I was going to text you and be like, ha-ha, I told you. But, but they came the, back. Bengals the Bengals came, came back, back, and it was a very close game. Unfortunately for the Steelers, the Bengals couldn't pull it off. Yeah, I mean, Andy Dalton, the beloved, Friday's beloved Andy Dalton, 21 for 30, <laughs> for 39, 235 yards, and count them, Dropped zero them. TDs. Dropped them from a fantasy team. interception. Uh, nothing to speak of on the ground or in the air, with the exception of Auden Tate, who filled in admirably with 91 yards. Uh, Lamar Jackson, again, 21 of, thir- of 33, 236 yards, uh, one TD on the ground, but he cannot, cannot, cannot uh, figure out a way. I didn't want this to be true uh, because it seemed like a stereotype, but he can't throw the ball accurately from the pocket and he can't resist the urge to run. I know they're 4 and 2. But they're playing in a garbage division this year, and they're not. They're de- and their defense is playing pretty. <laughs> That's your pretty, division. It is. Man. It's a garbage division. I mean, the yeah. Browns suck. Well, the NFC East. The Steelers is also are on their on their third string quarterback. The Bengals suck, uh, and they're four and two. And the only reason they're going to make the playoff potentially is because of the division that they're in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a disappointing uh, all around. But I, I don't. Uh, not a big fan of the Ravens and uh, either team. Either team. Sonia, next up. Oh, next up was the game that... Oh, this was fun. That aged Sonia another five years. Aged me another five years. (laughs) Uh, Seattle versus the Browns. We barely squeaked by 32 to 28, surprisingly. Never never easy. So, yeah. I I have nothing to say about this game. I was so angry. (laughs) But... Carson slips a tackle. Chris Carson... Stop. ...inside the 30 and takes a few Browns inside the 20 of Cleveland. 
That, that guy's a stud. Yes, Chris Carson. Chris Carson had a huge And he hasn't game. fumbled. He hasn't fumbled the last few games. Not too. since that one in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx him now. Don't jinx him now. But it was it was a close game. It was an exciting game. Exciting. I'm sure Sonia was biting her nails. See, when it's not my team, it's an exciting yeah, game. Yeah, I know. If it was the Eagles, I would still be pissed even though it's a win. You're but next an exciting, up. <laughs> exciting game. Ben, what do you think? It's also a team from your division and I mean, a team that your wife roots for. I mean, it really it was to me. It was a fun game to watch. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought that the Seattle uh, Seattle defense was getting a lot of criticism, but I think they had three takeaways yeah. in that game, including an amazing uh, interception, deflected interception oh, there God. at the end by I think it was KJ Wright that made that interception there at the end. I mean, Russell Wilson with another amazing. Display 23 of 33 for 295 yards and two, count them, two TDs. Chris Carson with 124 yards on the ground on 24 carries and one, count them, one touchdown. He also was um, helped out by Jerron Brown, who ended up with two receiving touchdowns in the game, proving that Russell Wilson is the engine that moves that team forward. No locket. In that game, uh, other injuries. Disley, unfortunately, oh, out, yeah. man. out for the year. Uh, and oh. Russell Wilson just kept that train moving down the tracks. Again, uh, what's his name? Uh, Faker Mayfield with three more <laughs> yeah. interceptions to lead the league uh, yeah. with 13. Interceptions on the and season. How many he's a eleven touchdowns or something. He doesn't have that many touchdowns. No. I think he has more interceptions than he does touchdowns. But he did have, currently. He had something to say. But there's so much <laughs> talent. There's so much talent on that yeah. team. I mean, you have to get rid of Freddie Kitchens if if you can't. They're even talking about firing him already. They should. They should. <laughs> Because you have all that talent over there, and you can't string a few wins together. In like you said, Ben. It's not a very good division. It's a terrible division. Don't ask Demarcus Lawrence because he says only the players matter. The coaches don't matter. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sonny? Oh, no, no, nothing. I was I was going to say that Baker had something to say. He says, I can't talk about it, but, you know, the, officiate, the officiating. Officiating. That's, the how officiating. They, that's how they say it. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's how they say it in London. <laughs> but yeah. his idiot coach also had a touchdown taken off the board because he was too, oh, my God, that he was was awesome. too wrapped up in being right on the challenge. Yeah, oh, that was yeah, awesome. Yeah. I mean, whenever your guy is marching into the end zone Chub. and you're calling uh, and you have a challenge flag that cuts that play short, clearly you fucked up somewhere because either the play never should have come off in the first place hysterical. or you should have let the play run its course. Yep. But the fact that you're throwing a challenge flag in the middle of a touchdown wow. just makes you look like an idiot. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. And, and I don't know that Baker Mayfield is very good. I mean, no. he, had a, he, he, he played better last year. No one knew who he I mean, was, he's, though. He's There's regressed. no book on him. There's no yeah, film. Yeah, I mean, he's regressed. I mean... He's 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 not very good. Twenty two hundred forty seven, two hundred forty nine yards, one TD, and count them. Three they might interceptions. Want, they might want Cam Newton. You know, give up some of your talent just to get Cam Newton over there. You know, you, you'll win more games even though Cam Newton is zero and eight. I think the last eight games in Carolina, but still, it'll give you a better chance than than this schmuck. Yeah, I mean, I, I who acts like he has a chip on his don't shoulder. Don't shoot your mouth off. Three. Three, count them. GQ articles between <laughs> yeah. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. I mean, and it's too bad for Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb is, oh, yeah. is no ground and he's just em. churning out yards and touchdowns. Not He's not on the news. He's not in GQ. He's not on the radio. He's not in the press. He, he doesn't say anything stupid. He just does his job. Uh, he deserves better than what he's getting. Yeah. So is it is it Cleveland and the quarterback position? I mean, wasn't Johnny Manziel Johnny um, Football? He's pretty much the new Johnny Manziel. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. He is the new Johnny Manziel. He's, he's slightly better than Johnny Manziel, but not much. Give me like Trent Richardson when the XFL doesn't even want you. Yeah. Oh, jeez. 
Yeah. All right. Was, They'll be picking a new quarterback shortly in the draft. Yeah, but Chubb, I mean, the one, the lone, Chubb. the lone, oh my God, that the lone guy. bright spot there, 122 yards on 20 carries for two, and two TDs. Uh, Mayfield had a rushing TD, but Mayfield looks uh, completely, completely lost uh, when he's not able to get the ball out of his hands in about two to two and a half seconds. Yeah. Anything longer than that, it turns into a train wreck over mm-hmm. there. And it just brings... I know it was uh, on our on our collaboration earlier this year. I was happy that Cleveland had finally got themselves. We out. all were. We all uh, were. Know. You know, you root for the underdog. It's like the Clippers were bad for so long, but now that they have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, I hate them. <laughs> well, yeah, now that they have an actual you know, a top tier starting lineup, now yeah. we don't like them. Yeah, I don't like them anymore. <laughs> That's fr- and I hope they start like the Browns did this year so far. Uh, they might. They might. I don't think so. All right, next up. What's the game? Kawhi Leonard's what? actually good. What's <laughs> the game true. that we want to talk about next? The Eagles-Vikings? Oh, uh, you know what? That's why I was pouring this shot, Sonia. I see. Because <laughs> we made an agreement earlier. Oh. Well, weeks back. Months oh, yeah. back. Months we made back, that agreement. Yeah. Where if I say anything negative about the Cowboys, or if you say anything negative about Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell, you take a shot. I take a shot. If Sonia says anything negative, it's, it's sort of a drinking game that we have on the show. If Sonia says anything negative about somebody in her division... Which she still has not. Sonia still has not taken a shot. But I'm going to say something negative about the Eagles. Wow. Oh, you're going to take your own shot. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot because that secondary (laughs) secondary is disgusting. It is despicable. And those guys shouldn't call themselves professional football players. I don't give a shit. You're you're getting somebody back this week, though. I can't remember who, but you're Jalen Mills is coming back. Jalen Mills. But Maddox and who else is out? Uh, not Russell Douglas. No, unfortunately. Uh, what's his name? Um, crap. Mc, uh, no, um, uh, McDougal, wrong. T- yeah, that's no, you. that's my team. Yeah, yeah, your uh, team. <laughs> you got McDougal. Who I like. No, actually. who who has an abdomen issue? Uh, I do. I don't have a six. <laughs> <laughs> my issue is that my no. Um. Gosh darn it. Well, whoever's coming back, I don't think Jalen Mills is going to make no. a big difference. But it was on big this news on Sports Terrible. Because he's he's, I mean that's what the Eagles are looking forward to now, a, a, a semi mediocre cornerback coming back to the team who shouldn't even be a cornerback. You know, put on a couple <laughs> of pounds and be a safety because you can't cover as a corner. I mean, this it was it was a terrible display to lose th- what thirty three to twenty what or thirty eight to twenty. 33 is, is that's generous. Yeah, 38 to 20. to 20. It was a terrible per- performance. Yeah, they got yeah. some they got some audio from downtown Philly. Shame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shame. This was Doug Peterson walking down. Shame. Through Shame. Near, naked. Near Lincoln Financial Shame. Field. I was I was disgusted. I I, I just could not Shame. watch that game. It was uh, I I I don't know what to say. I'm going to take a shot right now because But aren't you leading the division? We're tied right now, three and three. But it's yeah, but a terrible, it's a terrible, yeah. terrible. Oh my division. gosh! Me and Ben have been harping on this since the beginning yeah. of the podcast, since episode one, probably. But You're it, the it only goes one winning beyond. It goes beyond that, even. Okay. It goes, you know, five, six years back. You, and you, you can't fix the secondary. And that's why I was surprised that you, because the Steelers secondary, absent Joe Hayden uh, and you know, Cam Sutton, who hadn't played well before. Cheers. Cheers. Do that shot. You know the Steelers secondary had been terrible for for a few years, and when when they went moved that made that trade for Mika Fitzpatrick, I'm like, well, it's a first round pick. We would probably take him next year in the first round if we needed a cornerback. And you were against it, and I was like, I was shocked because we're trying to do what you guys we're trying to get out of the situation that you guys were in. But he's actually performing very well. <laughs> All right, in hindsight, is. hindsight is twenty twenty. Would you trade a first rounder for Mika Fitzpatrick right now? I would trade ten. 
done first round. round. <laughs> From 2020 to <laughs> the Steelers' first round, the Eagles' first round pick, 2031. First, yeah. first, first round. It's going to be a quarterback. Eleven years. A quarterback because Carson Wentz is unable to play anymore. No, uh, but but it, it doesn't. I mean, I mean, when your secondary is bad, it doesn't matter how good the rest of your defense is. I mean, even the front four. I mean, they're they're getting some pressure. They're 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 not playing the way they have the last couple of years. But it doesn't help to have those guys covering in the back. It, it, it's just embarrassing. I mean, and and I, you know, I've said a lot of positive things about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yes, you have. But he's not that good. He's definitely not that good. He's not three hundred thirty-three yards and what three or four touchdowns good. Uh, well, I mean, well, Rents was pretty good. Twenty-six of forty. 360, 360 yards. Count them. My blood, is, my blood is boiling TDs right now. And one <laughs> INT. Kirk Cousins, the stud that is Kirk Cousins. 22 of 29. Now that's efficient. 333 yards. Four. Count them. Yeah. Four touchdowns <laughs> against the Eagles secondary and one interception. Every week it's the same shit. Yeah, Stefan Diggs with three touchdowns in yeah. that game. Huge touchdowns. And uh, Dalvin Cook. Finished the mop-up duty with a late touchdown as well. Ah, Franny, Franny, Franny. You will figure it out. You guys will figure it out. Yeah, that's that's what, that's that's what people say week after week after week, and they're three and three. Well, you're three three tied with the boys, though. You're yeah, tied the, with the Cowboys. The Cowboys Tomorrow night is going to be straight. a good night for it, you. They're probably going to make Dak Prescott look like a Hall of Fame quarterback tomorrow too. <laughs> no. Well, what what would be your solution to the? I mean, the the trade deadline is the 29th of October. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are you there's, make there's, a trade? there are a lot of injuries right now in the secondary. There were last year though. You were though, able to push into the playoffs, and they were still bad. But you least I mean, pushed Trubisky, into the second round of the playoffs. Trubisky had over 300 yards against our <laughs> secondary. Thank God they missed the field goal at the end of the game. But Trubisky looked like an all star against that secondary. Well, I mean, I, the solution is. I know because the Steelers have been going through it for let's about trade seven for, years. Let's trade for Saleh from from the Forty <laughs> ers Let's get a new defensive coordinator out there. Something I don't I don't know, but it, it's been Three like first this round has been going on. Defensive coordinator. This has been going on <laughs> for way too long in Philadelphia, and I'm sick and tired of it. I know the fans are sick and tired of it, and I just don't know how they 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 can't fix this the same issue year after year after year. Well, last year, I mean, Schwartz was able to scheme around it last year. Uh, he was able to figure out a way to put it together with Band-Aids and duct tape and string yeah, last wow. year and, and pull something together. Maybe they thought they would be able to work that same magic this year, but if I were you guys, I'd be looking in the draft, uh, at least in the first Every and second round. Every single round is a cornerback. <laughs> I mean, it is hard because there are not that many good cornerbacks in the league. And if you pick up six of them, one of them will be good. Even if you have one lockdown stud quarterback with a cornerback with as much passing and three and four wide receiver sets as there are in the league, even if you take away A.J. Green or uh, DeAndre Hopkins or one of those receivers, you're still going to see big numbers for the remaining guys. So you need a solid secondary. Both corners need to be somewhat competent, yeah. and you definitely need a free safety that isn't a slouch out there, and that's something that the Eagles are going to have to gonna have to. And they, and they might make a trade before the trade deadline. They might have no choice. Mm. Sonia, uh, what say you? <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, I got nothing. Sudafed. I covered it all. Sudafed. <laughs> all right, Sonia, what all game right. is next? Next is Texans Chiefs, 31-24. Oh, the first Ooh. loss for Yikes. the Kansas City Chiefs. Was that the first loss? Oh, well, the, no. the, second, yeah. the second loss yeah, for the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. yeah for the second loss for the Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. 
Yeah, I mean Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson didn't even have a great game. Thirty for four, thirty of forty-two, two hundred eighty yards and one. Count him one TD, yeah, but, but two huge interceptions in the game. But he also ran it in a couple of times, I believe. But I think he had a, a one or two, two rushing, touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns rushing, right? Carlos Hyde with one, and Deshaun Watson with two, with two. Yeah, yeah, so, two touchdowns in that game. Yeah, uh, a pretty amazing display by the Houston Texans, both defensively and offensively, to beat the Chiefs at home mm-hmm. in Arrowhead. Mahomes, yeah, 19 to 35, 273 yards, three, count them, three TDs and one interception. Yeah. No touchdowns on the ground, and Tyreek Hill back in full effect. Oh, with two and Ben, he's your, he's did you start him? I don't think I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know what they were going to do his first game back. That's true. That's I didn't know true. how well he would play his first game back, but he obviously had two touchdowns, so uh, I probably should have sure. just started him. I'm not sure if you want to start him with... Uh... With the backup. Yeah, that's true with Matt Moore. Yeah. Although Matt Moore did, took, took Miami to the playoffs once. Well, actually, he, actually, he held um, them together before the playoffs. Yeah, actually, Tyreek Hill had that, I think it was a 70-yard touchdown uh, uh, pass from uh, Moore. So I mean, there might be some problems for, yeah. for your fantasy team, but not mine. Tyreek Hill, is a, he's a beast You're regardless. Of, unfortunately, oh, regardless, so regardless of who's throwing the ball to him. But this is, this is big. I mean, two losses for the Chiefs. I mean, they did win, and we'll talk about it. They did win the Thursday night game. But they're coming up with four, potentially four weeks at Tough. minimum, or six weeks without Patrick Mahomes. This is big, big news for the AFC, as we talked about earlier. And the Colts, and the, or not the Colts, but eh, the Colts potentially, but the Texans more likely than not could overtake them in, uh, or could could end up winning that division. Yeah. And the Raiders could end up coming back and making my preseason bet, taking the Raiders to win the AFC West, look pretty good potentially. <laughs> uh. Wow. All right, Sonia, what's next? Next, uh, next is Falcons-Cardinals. Ick. Huh. That was that interesting. Was, In the game of who yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah. it was 27, 27 to 10 at one point. Yeah, 33-34. Atlanta came back, tied the game 27-27. Cardinals went up 34-27, and the Falcons come back, yep. score a touchdown, and miss the extra point. Uh, Those extra points have been coming back to haunt people this year. Yeah. Uh, a lot of extra points missed that have not decided games, but put the team that misses those extra points in a precarious situation at the end of the game. But Matt Ryan played, again, played pretty Point. well. Yeah. 30, 30 of 36. Talk about efficient. 356 yards and four. Count them. Four touchdowns and One, no picks two, in the game. Three. I'm counting four. But Kyler Murray continues to improve week after week after yeah. week. He's getting better. 27 of 37, 340 yards and three. Count them. Three. Touchdowns and in I that did. Game. I I picked him up on my fantasy team. I picked him up, and he's starting tomorrow. Who? Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyle I Murray. mean, three hundred forty yards, three touchdowns. Uh, David Johnson with yeah, a rushing he's, touchdown. He's been impressive the last few weeks, okay. and I think they're playing a pretty terrible team tomorrow. We'll we'll get that on week seven picks, but they're playing a bad team tomorrow. So yeah. I think it's the Dolphins, maybe. And Johnson looks good. Johnson with a, a touchdown in the air and on the ground in that game. Uh, Max Williams and Chase Edmonds also with touchdowns in that game, but. Uh, I think the Cardinals. Giants. The Cardinals have turned to two, three, and one. Well, I mean, they're two, three, and one. They're only. I mean, the Rams are three and three. So I mean, they're only one game really behind yeah. behind the Rams. And what about the Falcons? One and uh, five. I don't know how Dan Quinn still has a that job. That defense is horrific. Yeah. I mean, that defense makes the Chiefs' defense look like the Steelers' defense of the seventies. That's <laughs> okay. how bad. All right. The Atlanta defense yep. is. Yeah, yep. that is true. They're, they're performing at. Uh, I mean, Ryan had a really, low levels. Yeah, Ryan had a really, really good game bad. again. Very bad. And they just they can't get out of their own way. No All running right. back, though. No running game to speak of, though, for uh, for the Falcons. Now Freeman has been less than optimal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Sonny, what do we got next? 49ers Rams. Oh, another awesome game. To watch if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, it, it's good because it, it makes it a, 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 a two horse race. Two horse race. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a cha- I mean, the Rams were what you thought would be, you know, your nemesis in that division yeah. True. this True. year. Now the nemesis is from up north of here. I know. It's the Niners, scary. Sonia. The Niners look really good. And yep. Garoppolo had a shit game, and they still ended up beating the Rams. Garoppolo, 24 of 33 for 243 yards. Don't count them. Zero touchdowns. And <laughs> count it. One interception in that game. Tevin Coleman with a rushing touchdown, and Garoppolo somehow managed to get his little body into the end zone on another <laughs> touchdown in that game. Uh, but his... what do you know? The San Francisco 49ers, 5-0, and beat the Rams. Yeah. And the, the record Rams is. Panic. The record is. Two more first-round yeah. picks. Yeah, they're they're the record. I mean, they they are a five and zero team. They look like a very impressive team. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we're like, are they this good? Are they really a three and zero team? And then, are they a four and zero team? Are they really that good? And now they <laughs> yes, beat the they Rams, are. and it was a very impressive win. Yeah. The Rams, after that first touchdown, could not do anything. I know, I know. It was it, it was very impressive by the Niners, and like we mentioned last week, Ben, this looks like that Harbaugh defense that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, four sacks. They're just shutting everybody down. They're not missing tackles. Everybody's where they're supposed to be at the minute and second they're supposed to be there. Really, really disciplined defense. Richard yeah. Sherman is shooting his mouth off as a subpar cornerback, but now that he's got sort of <laughs> attached himself, he's swimming along the shark that's better than him, uh, so he's shooting his mouth off again. Yeah. But Goff, pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. He 13 to 24 for... I can't even... Is this a... Is this a real line? It's not. 78 yards. Yeah, I could throw for 78 yards. 78 (laughs) yards in a full game. There was no lightning that cut the game short. This was an actual full 60-minute game. Yeah, it shows shows how good that 49ers defense is, though. That that front four or Saleh, his defensive scheme, whatever he's doing there is working. He's putting a lot of pressure. I mean, I watched that game. Goff did not have any time to throw the ball. No, I mean, it was... And they couldn't run it. They ran in the first the, the first drive of the game. They ran it, but after that, it was completely done. Yeah. When do you guys play the, the Niners? November fifth, <laughs> something like that. I'm really looking forward to seeing it's Russell circled. Wilson against that defense. Circled on the calendar. Are you playing him at home or are you playing him in San Fran first? I I don't know. I'm don't really know looking forward to seeing what Russell Wilson is able to do against that defense, and conversely, what the defense is able to do to Russell Wilson against Russell Wilson and Carson and the rest of the weapons that they have on that offense. Uh-huh. It, it, that game, circle that one. That yeah. one I can't wait to watch. Me too. Sonia is probably won't watch it. She'll be outside. I will be outside. Yeah, <laughs> with her heart beating at 100 miles. I can't. But it's just such a well coached team. I mean, I mean, Shanahan has got that offense. Uh, as organized and as disciplined as Sella has the defense, it, it's it, Garoppolo's has it. Garoppolo has not played, but he doesn't spectacular. Have to be, he, but he does. But that's how good that team is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because their running game is so good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, between and, I can't even remember the guy's Brita, name. Brita yeah. and Brita and Jesus Christ, I can't remember the other dude's name either. But they could run the ball. They could run the ball on any team, and they've showed it so far. Yeah, and they've done it at at will almost. Uh, Tevin Coleman. That's who it is. Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. All right, Sonia, what's next up? Titans, Broncos. We could skip over that if you'd like. <laughs> Zero to 16. Yeah. Ugh, shut out. Shut I just can't. out the Marcus Mariota run Titans. Can't watch the Broncos either. I, I just can't watch either one of those teams. They're, they're just really boring teams to watch. It's too bad. No, it's not. They used to be <laughs> really fun. 
Watch, watching the, the Broncos When John play? Elway was playing, yeah. Yeah, now that he's... Yeah, forget. Um, <laughs> next. Uh, next, uh, Cowboys Jets. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Man. Take it away. Yeah, right. It's Good job, you. Jets. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> yeah, shout 22. out to the New York Jets fan podcast. This was a huge win for them. What say you about Dak Prescott in his 28 for 40, 278 yards? Don't count it. Zero TDs. And also, not- don't count it. <laughs> zero interceptions. Not worth $40 million, that's for sure. Not worth Yikes. $20 million at this rate. Yeah, all right. It's getting worse and worse every single week, and hopefully tomorrow it'll continue tomorrow night. Yeah, one touchdown on the ground for Prescott, one touchdown, of course, for Ezekiel Elliott. He will get his he will get his grub. Uh, so it was a it was a pretty amazing, uh, unexpected win for the Jets. Sam Darnold coming back from mono and just leading the Jets twenty three for thirty two, three hundred thirty eight yards. Count them two TDs and also <laughs> count it one interception in that game. But Le'Veon Bell finally gets a touchdown. I don't know if it's his first touchdown of the year, but it certainly feels like it. Uh, Robbie Anderson with a huge 70 or 80-yard touchdown in that game. And Ryan Griffin again uh, also picks up a touchdown. But the J-E-T-S beat the devastatingly overhyped Cowboys <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Franny, what do you think about the Cowboys at 3-3? Three and three? We'll see tomorrow night. Uh, I think I'm Amari still, Cooper is out tomorrow. Yeah, well, yeah. against that, against a secondary, anybody could play uh, wide receiver. Yeah, but I mean, with Cooper out, yep, that could That's big. spell disaster for the Cowboys against we'll the Eagles. I mean, we could stop Eagles. the run, but the pass is. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I mean, so you and think I, you think Gallup is going to be is going to gallop them to victory against the uh, against the secondary? It's. I'm not. I mean, it's. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I don't want to say yeah, too much. Yeah, they're playing in. I'm not too Cowboys, high right? on the Eagles after that performance against Minnesota. Yeah, but well, you're stuck with Gallup and Jason. I think Whitten. Minnesota's better than the Cowboys. Though. Well, I'm sure they are. Yes, but you know, Atlanta also beat us. <laughs> you keep, every week we got to hear about that lost Atlanta. But yeah. Atlanta's playing really well. It's just their defense is horrific. I mean, Ryan is putting up almost MVP like numbers so far this year, but he they can't. Has. They can't get out of their own way on defense. And he's got no ice. He's got no ice. ice Matty ice, ice has no ice. <laughs> no All right, Sonia, what veins. game is next? Next is your game, Benjo. Oh, Steelers versus Chargers. Finally That's a defensive right. touchdown. That's cool. Bush. Defensive Bush. touchdown for Devin Bush. Yep. What an awesome, awesome win for the Steelers, who desperately needed a win in that game to beat up on the hapless Chargers. Finally uh, getting themselves off the schneid behind Delvin Hodges, who was a spectacular 15 for 20, 132 yards. <laughs> Counted one touchdown, also counted one t- one interception yeah, in that but game. He didn't mess up. I mean, he threw one no. interception, but he wasn't he wasn't terrible. He just went out there and did what he needed to do to win the game. And the defense played well. Yeah. But the Chargers. Oh my God. After Snooze having fest. a great season last year, oh, so pathetic. They've been pathetic all year. Snooze fest. Yeah, and and that's why there was seventy percent Steelers fans in that's the stadium the in Carson. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was a it was a really good game from the Steelers defense. Yeah, it was. Uh, we lost to it in the game, unfortunately, as we discussed earlier. Uh, but it was a, it was a good good display, and and James Conner uh, can't say enough about how James Conner performed in that game, especially early on mm-hmm. by essentially taking the team on his back. Uh, he didn't have a huge number of rushing yards, sixteen 
carries for 41 yards, but a touchdown there. But he led the league in receiving seven receptions at 78 yards, was just running over people after catching the ball and just sort of willing the team to a lead in the first half of that game, uh, taking Hodges on his back. Really, really good sign for a second-year player or mm-hmm. third-year player for the Steelers at running back. Yeah, I can't say enough about how well they played. I mean, my favorite moment in the game, this is maybe the second week in a row I say something nice about Chris Collinsworth, but at the end, I think it was like at the very, very, very beginning of the fourth quarter, he said something to Al Michaels like, I think he, he threw the interception down the field. I just threw the interception down the field, and Collinsworth said something like, I think it's going to be the last pass that he throws. Uh-huh. And Al Michaels, well, he's, yeah, I don't think they're going to ask him to throw again on this drive. And then Collinsworth said, no, no, I don't think he's going to throw another pass in this game. Uh, and it turned out that he, I think he threw maybe one more pass for the entirety of the fourth quarter. And the Steelers just ran the ball, played good defense, and ended up beating the hapless Chargers. What, what say you guys about that game? Well, I sat next to you during this game. And, <laughs> <laughs> so before the game even started, um, this one was pouting. He uh-huh. was in the most foulest mood. Most foulest. Most foulest. <laughs> he was foul. Uh, Sounds like something from Mary Old England. Mary, Bring me the most foulest I, <laughs> of all of them. Bring me oh, the guys, most foulest of all Mary, the jesters. I'm about to walk out, okay? <laughs> he was so upset. And then I finally looked over at him. I said, what's going on? Are you okay? And he's like, we're just going to lose again. Nope. Didn't happen, Ben. It didn't happen. But I and thought it, it didn't might. Happen. I mean, the game was close in terms of points. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't later that. It wasn't. It wasn't that close. That close. Fair enough. Yeah. At all. And, you know, we were just playing. But that, but that game excited me so much because that is Steeler football. That, exactly. Running the ball, getting out to a lead, playing solid defense, and holding on by the skin of your teeth at the end by just running the ball and hoping to, to play field position and letting your defense letting your defense uh, win the game for you without having to chuck the ball around like we've been doing with Ben Roethlisberger for the last six years. That game brought me back to the teams that were able to go to the Super Bowl with a Neil O'Donnell or with a uh, – we didn't make the Super Bowl with uh, – what's his name? Slash. Uh-huh. But almost because those teams were so solid in the running game and on defense that like the San Francisco 49ers are right now – that you don't need a quarterback to win every single game. I was excited. <laughs> Philip Rivers, 26, 26 of 44. Less, almost 50% passing, 320 yards, two touchdowns, and count them, two interceptions. Another pathetic display from Philip Rivers. And he went after a cornerback on the team at the end of the game, grabbing him by his shoulder pads and attempting to beat up a cornerback on, on the Steelers team because he had hit one of the, the – uh-huh. and he got the wrong guy, by the way. It wasn't <laughs> actually – I think he pick, I think he was picking on uh, Joe Hayden or Cam Sutton. He actually had the wrong guy. But just a really pit, pitiful – That's not a good role model for his 27 kids. <laughs> no, I mean, I think Philip Rivers' career is coming to a close. It's not Finally. our fault as Steeler fans, as Steeler, as the Steeler team, that you've decided to play your entire career with that garbage franchise with the <laughs> second lowest – payroll in the entire league a team that won't spend money on anybody anytime anywhere except for the quarterback Mm -hmm. you get what you get when you stay with a garbage franchise like that and that's why no one wants to go watch this team play Mm -hmm. all right all right sonia what's next up on the (laughs) wow games should you take a shot for that that was pretty mean (laughs) seriously i think the chargers are his new antonio brown i know Uh, lions packers negative about the chargers well come on i mean when when you're not going to put any payroll out on the field no, yeah, you know, no, I get it. I get you know, it. you get your profit sharing money. It's like you're taking money and you won't spend any of the money back on yeah. the product on the field. It's 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 
Pathetic. The fans deserve better than that. Lions Packers. Oh, funny. That was the referees it versus was, the yeah. Packers. That I mean, the ending of that game was very disappointing. Um, none of those uh, those those face mask penalty calls, but I mean that last. Um, I think it was it was the last drive the to the face uh, by the Lions. Um, with it should have been a, a pi um, towards the end of the game, but uh, you know I, I think um, you know Matt Patricia thought better than throw the red flag because he knew that what if he challenged it, yeah, it would have been overturned anyways. Anyone so I mean, it was, to, yeah, so I, I, it. It, it, it was very disappointing to watch because the Lions really, I mean, um, you know they they. they they shot themselves in the foot against the Chiefs, and in this game, they should have won. They should they have should beat have the won. Packers at home. They were the better team in this game. Yeah, I mean, it was pathetic. After the game, they talked to the umpire, uh, Blakeman, who said in a report, the last one was really the only one I've discussed with the official in the game. Basically, it's for illegal use of the hands, hands to the face foul. To be a foul, we basically need some forceful contact that's prolonged, which is not in the fucking rule book, to the head and neck area of the defender, which is sort of in the rule book so in his mind he had pinned him back it was prolonged and that's what created the foul even though the nfl uh home office which is in new york with uh al riveron and there's actually a woman who runs the officiating for the league whose name escapes me right now but they they still or they said it was not a foul but the official on the field still believes it was in fact a foul yeah and clearly it wasn't i mean when booger <laughs> when well, no, booger, everybody was when booger can see it it's a foul no every everybody saw it <laughs> Both times. Or it's not a foul, I should say. Yeah, and it, and it should not have been a foul, and it cost the Lions the game. Yep. Yeah, and what do you do if, the, if you're the NFL and, and both folks that are employed by you, Rappaport, the Around the NFL podcast, Booger. What's his last name? Booger? It's Mc, not. McFarlane. Is it Booger McFarlane? Something like that. <laughs> uh, they're all criticizing you on national television and on but he's not widely better, popular he, podcasts. He's better in the booth than he was on the sidelines. He is, but I mean, it's yeah. still pretty sad that that's the best that ESPN can can, yeah. can offer <laughs> for a Monday night. I mean, watching—I can't believe I'm saying it again—but Collinsworth, oh, and, Collinsworth and Al Michaels are light years better than the garbage that they're putting out on Monday Night Football right now. Yeah, Bobby, I mean, it was—it was a terrible game, and and you know, on social media, a lot of a lot of folks were mentioning that game, and and you know how the Packers got away with it, and well, the referees actually got away with it, and it was it was Packers knew they got away with it. Well. But well, what are you going to do? Was just, I it, mean, was, it, was, it was a terrible ending to what was a pretty good game. And and <clears throat> the Packers actually played pretty well down the stretch, you know, kicking the field goal to win the game, which which I was yeah. a little bit. I mean, it, but I mean that. But it was a smart thing to do with Crosby. Well, yeah, of course, it was but, a but, smart thing to do. But but to not, but to see, you know, Rodgers wanted to throw the ball in the end zone. Yeah, I maybe mean, throw you, another interception on the on the you goal know line he wanted like he did to. In, earlier in the game. But Stafford, eighteen to thirty-two, two hundred sixty-five yards, no touchdowns in that game, no interceptions in that game. Brett Favre with a pretty pedestrian. Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> Here he goes again. Aaron Rodgers. Here he goes Aaron again. Rodgers. Uh, with a very pedestrian uh, 24 <laughs> of 39 for 283 yards, two, count them, two touchdowns and one interception. Fairly mediocre line for, for Aaron Rodgers post Brett Favre. Uh, no touchdowns on the ground in that game, but uh, pretty, pretty interesting game. I felt bad for Detroit. I mean, I think Detroit had a chance to, to make a little bit of a buzz in that division, and I think that game killed whatever chances they mm -hmm. might have had. At uh, competing with Green Bay and Chicago. Yeah, well, they can compete with Chicago, but Green Bay, I think they'll win the division. Yeah, yeah. There might be one more game that involves really nothing to talk about. Sonia, <laughs> yeah. Sonia's falling asleep over Chiefs, here. Chiefs, Broncos. 
Chiefs and Broncos, Ben, what do you think about that game? The Chiefs are Mahomes good. went out with the injury in that game. And we talked Bron- about it earlier. <laughs> Broncos are, I mean, how John Elway, I guess the only thing I would take away from that game is how John Elway has a job <laughs> is just beyond my ability to comprehend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has no idea what he's doing. He took one of the better franchises long-term in the league and turned it into a laughing stock. That's what that's that's his he you know, he had a defense that that he didn't build that helped him win a championship with Peyton Manning and it's just been pathetic ever since. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can't do anything right. Uh, that when when they get Drew Locke back, they've got to start him, fire John Elway and and just do something else with that team. I, I completely agree with you. We, we talked a lot about this game. I mean, earlier because we were talking about yeah. the Mahomes injury, um, but I mean, you know, Mahomes will be back uh, eventually. It was terrible to, uh, you know, have him get injured in that game. No, it wasn't. But uh, you know, to to see, well, it was terrible, but not for an AFC. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in the AFC, man. You know, but but to see, uh, you know, the Broncos not take advantage of the situation. And, and I mean, they, they played terribly down the stretch. I mean, kudos to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, their defense was struggling yeah. for a couple of weeks there. They really showed up in this game, only allowed six points. Um, but like you said, I don't, I don't know how the hell John Wally has a job. Yeah, I mean, I got home later, a little bit later from work that day, and I mean, when Mahomes went down, I'm like, oh, you know, six points. I mean, they're, they'll, they, yeah. they have a chance. They might that, win. That's what I thought they too. They might win, and I'm like six. Yeah. And the <laughs> next quarter, six. Fourth, six. They didn't score a single point after Mahomes got hurt. That is pathetic. Uh, uh. I mean, Flacco, they had like memes, like all the faces yeah, he Flacco. threw during the sacks. Like they had a look, an expression on his face right before he got hit on all eight of the sacks. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, I feel bad for Joe Flacco. I don't feel bad for him. He played terrible in that game. He played terrible, but I mean, his team is so bad and so know. poorly coached by Vic Fangio. He didn't help. He didn't help the situation at the all. The fanny pack's got to go. <laughs> the fanny pack's got to go and John Elway's got to go. Sonia, anything to add? I think that's nope. it. Nope. Sonia's ready to go to sleep. She's ready to go to sleep. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shout-outs to our fellow podcasters out there. Yes, we have a couple of shout-outs this week. So all of our fellow independent LFL, NFL podcasters, we support all of you, and we want to break into the world of NFL <laughs> podcasting and usurp the throne that is held by people that are sponsored by corporate elites. Uh, shout out to the good <laughs> shout out to the collapsing. Is that what we're trying to do? The, no, not really. I was trying to think of something to say. Shout well, it out. sounded good. It sounded good. Uh, not the corporate elites, but the uh, you know the, those that are uh, you know better funded, better funded, and they have like producers instead of uh, you know folks that are sort of doing it on their own. Uh, shout out to the Collapsing Pocket podcast. I know Friday likes the name of this one. Hosted by three British football fans, Rob, C, and Sam. This show tackles all topics related to the NFL news and the draft. This show is a blast to listen to each and every episode. Check them out. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for the link in the show notes. You can also find them on Twitter at Pocket Crumble. Uh, shout out to the Common Ground Football Podcast. This is one of my favorite podcast out there with brian mclaughlin and andrew guzman they talk all things nfl with more coverage of their favorite teams the cowboys and the seahawks these guys are awesome already. awesome i love a dry sense of humor and you get a lot of that on this podcast you can also submit questions for their mailbag episodes and i i encourage all of you to do so you can find them with the link look for the link in the show notes for apple Podcasts, and you can get them on twitter at Common Ground FBP. 
thank you all to our fellow independent podcasters. Finally, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our week seven picks. All right, we're going to get into our week seven picks, folks. Hold tight, everybody. All right, Sonia, and you have the games I do. for week seven. I do. Starting off with the Raiders versus the Packers. Ooh, Franny, what do you think about that one? <laughs> Ooh, it's exciting. <laughs> Where are they playing, Sonia? Packers. Uh, they're playing, uh, well, uh, it's going to be a close game, but I think the referees will put it off in the end. For <laughs> the Packers, I think the Packers will win that game. The Packers, the Packers, twelfth man, wearing <laughs> black and white. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. All right. I think the Raiders are going to win that game. I think right. I think the Raiders are on a little bit of a roll here. Packers showed a little bit of weakness against Detroit. The refs bailed them out. I do. Agree and with that. Detroit wasn't able to score when they were in the red zone. The Packers will lose this game. All right. Uh, next game: Rams at Falcons. Yeah. Oh. The Rams. I think the Rams will win this game. The Falcons are they're they've been terrible all season. Well, I got long. the Rams down and their too. defense is just so bad. The Rams. I, I see them winning this one. I think the Falcons are going to win this game at home. I think Jalen Ramsey will play, but the Rams are sliding off the runway as we speak with Goff playing as poorly as I've seen him play in a long time, probably in his entire career. Gurley is continues to be not 100%. I think the Falcons, they're not going to right the ship, but they're going to play for Dan Quinn in this one, and they're going to beat the Falcons. Or the Falcons are going to beat the Rams at home. Wow. Uh, 49ers at Redskins. Niners. Oh, Niners. Yeah, not much to add about that one. I mean, the Niners are probably going to embarrass the Redskins in that game. Jim or, uh, Bill Callahan, good luck to you. Um. Texans at Colts. Ooh. I got the Texans. Ooh, exciting one. <laughs> yeah, division game. Um, I can see the, the Texans. They, they've really impressed me the last few weeks. Um, I, I can definitely see them win this game. All right. All the way. Yeah, four and two against three and two. Oh, because the Colts are at home, I want to take the Texans in this game. But because the Colts are at home, I think the Colts, with Jacoby Brissett having a, a, a career game here, they're going to beat the Texans in that game. All right. At home. Uh, Vikings at Lions. I got the Lions down. Brownie, what say you about that one? That's a hmm. tough one to pick. That is a division that, game. Yeah, I know. That's a tough one, and they're playing in Detroit. Yep. Uh, you know, I, You know, the Lions have impressed me. You know, they, they almost beat Kansas City. They should have beat the Packers. I think they will win this game, yep. too. I am also going to go with the Lions and Woo-hoo. Matthew Stafford putting up. But they're going to give the ball to on Johnson. He's going to finish with 124 yards and two touchdowns Count in that game. Count them. Jags at Bengals. Ugh. Meow. Uh, Jags. Does it matter? Not much to say about that one. I got the Bengals down. Ugh. I Minshew. mean... Might get some of his magic back in this one. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I, I think the Jags are the the better of the two pathetic teams. Okay. <laughs> uh, cards at Giants. Ooh, I got Giants. I don't know. I you know I think the Cardinals won this game. <laughs> well, you and I could swap. I, <laughs> ooh, ooh, I think the Cardinals. Oh my god! Think, oh my god! The Cardinals. Yeah, <laughs> big red. They've also been. They're they're they're. You know, finding some traction there. I I I think they're you know Kyler Murray's playing very well and and. Um, you know, uh, Josh, John, 
Adams, Josh Allen, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Jones, <laughs> Daniel Jones. Jesus Christ, he has one of those names. I just <laughs> it's a complicated name, uh, Daniel. No, it just sounds like one of those Jones. names. Like you get pulled over by the cops or something. Like what's your uh, name? It's like you just John make up a name on the spot. It's Daniel like, Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, Tommy Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those names. Then Giants cards. Uh, another quarterback I was wrong about. Uh, I'm going to go with the cards. I think Murray's better than Daniel Jones, and that's going to be the difference in the game. Okay. Dolphins at Bills. I got Bills. Oh, Bills. Bills. Our adopted team. Yes, yes. the Bills the are our adopted Bills. team. For those of or you the New York there, Bills. The, the Buffalo. They are from New York. <laughs> the, the, the Buffalo York Bills. Bills of New York For those State. of you out there that don't know, <laughs> with uh, Sonya heading the charge as probably the only guaranteed playoff team at the table here. Hey, no, yeah. no, no, yep, no, yep, no, yep, no, no, yep, no, 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 and I Stop have decided. Stop jinxing me tonight, man. You two are jinxing me. Well, Sonya, five and one. For those of you out there that don't know, Franny and I and Sonia as well have adopted the Bills as our uh, third or fourth team at the table, the team that we are going to root for as a collective group. This year makes it easy for Franny and easy for Sonia because they're the NFC Bills? fans. Can't hate on the Bills. I went to school, University at Buffalo, in the house. Uh, went to the went to many many games when Thurman Thomas was there with uh, Jim Kelly and Don Beebe and Andre Reed. Throwback Bruce Smith. What a great fun team to watch. Ben so, is aging himself as yes, we speak. I am, but what a <laughs> fun fun place to go see a football game. Especially My daddy back told then. me about them. <laughs> yeah, Sonia is twenty three. I, I tend to date younger women. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to yeah. take the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills. All right, we got the Bills across know, the board. I don't know if he would tell you about them. So don't. <laughs> 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 uh, slap you across the Chargers <laughs> and Titans. I got yeah. Well, I got the Chargers. I, I mean, I you know. Wait, who was it? That, who? <laughs> who's, play, who's playing? Chargers at. Titans. I was just wondering. I was thinking about your dad in my head, like telling you about a certain team. <laughs> That's what was uh, running through my head. I, I right just, there. All I hear is my dad. I mean, voice. he's he is a huge, huge sports fan. Yes, he is. And now he's yeah, become yeah. a Seattle Seahawks fan he has. too. He loves. But it. man, he's it, angry when they win. It's and fun also watching a game with him because I mean, just the the the. the Croatian profanity that he uses is so clever. Kangaroo. The stuff that he comes up with, if if you can understand it, Ben, the stu- I mean, it is yeah. golden. It is. Yeah. It is. All right. All right. Who is it? Chargers <laughs> against the t- Titans at home. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Tannehill's starting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tannehill's starting that game. You know, I'm going I'm to choose Tennessee in this one. Okay. Yeah, me too. I mean, okay. the Chargers don't deserve to win. Okay. I just think they're they're just a bad team. They're, they're, right. They've been playing terrible. They've got better coaching entire, and yeah. probably all around better players. Vrabel. <laughs> Ravens at Seattle. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> I got okay. Seattle. I I mean, I have to because I love them so much. Uh, not because I love them so much, Sonia, because. It is a good pick. <laughs> I think the Seahawks will win that game. I do root for the Seahawks. I don't love them as much as you do, especially when they play the Eagles. But, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> that's coming up. Yeah, I know. I know. Pretty Ooh. soon. Pretty soon. But the Seahawks. You better not be my second loss. <laughs> no kidding. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, see, I, see, I can see the Seahawks winning this game. All right. I'm going to take Jaws. <laughs> I'm going to take Jaws. I, uh, He's going to take the Ravens. Because they're at home, the only thing that concerns me is it's supposed to be bad weather 
in Seattle, and that bodes well for the Ravens running game and the Ravens what's left of their defense. But I am going to take the Seahawks in this game. I think the Ravens are I'm going to take I mean, the, the Ravens. Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are used to the bad weather. I mean, it's at home. They're used well, to they that. I know, but they, so need to well. throw, they need to throw the ball to win this game. But Carson Jackson, Carson has been has been running the, raw, the ball very well Yeah, but he's this past dropped year. the ball a couple of times. Not anymore. No. Remember? Not anymore. He's not doing it anymore. Fourth quarter fumble. Pete Carroll said, I believe in you. I believe yeah. in Chris Carson. He said it on national television. He said, I am not going to change what I do with Chris okay. Carson. And Chris Carson had repaid him with... Great game after great game. Uh-huh. All right. Saints at Bears. Ooh. I got Ooh. my Bears. Bears is my my little adopted team, so I love my Bears. I love me, Mitchell. Mitchell. I don't really care for the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really. Uh, I do not like the Bears. No. Except when I play them. <laughs> I do not like them on a train. I do not like them on a plane. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> the <laughs> Saints God. defense is what the Bears want to be like. And I think the Saints, they're performing at way better levels. They're, they're, they're performing above expectation now without Drew Brees. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think Kamara's they will win. I, th- I know Kamara's out. But and then uh, someone else is out. Um, not uh, uh, not they, But they haven't been winning because of no. Kamara. Kamara, ha- actually, his last two, three games, he hasn't performed very well. And pretty pedestrian. Uh, yeah, okay. pretty much. But the defense, the I'll defense has really stepped up. And I think uh, against that, that, that Bears offense... All right. They can definitely win. Gotcha, Ben. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna agree. I take the Saints. Okay. I think the Bears' defense is, you know, as advertised. But the Saints with Sean Payton and their defense, I think they're going to be outmatched schematically as well as on the field. All right, Eagles at Cowboys. Dun, 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 I dun. refuse to make a pick in this one. You have to make a you pick. You have to. You have to make I a pick. I pick the Eagles every single week, and they disappoint every single free. But I can't choose the Cowboys. I know. It's I, I cannot. Eagles. I'm going to go ahead and fill it out. It's against my fandom. Okay. <laughs> ben? Well, Doug Peterson said, what do you think, Demarcus Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> you did hear about Demarcus Lawrence no, making his obnoxious comments after essentially, I think, Doug Peterson... Promised that they would win the game, or really, gar- almost not guaranteed. But he said, he you didn't know, promise it. I mean, it, it, he said it, the sky is falling. It's not. Yeah, no. I mean, it, it was a pro. I mean, it was in Philadelphia. So I mean, the the, the station is obviously pro Eagles, and so he's not going to say, yeah, we're going to go out there and lose to the Cowboys. Is we're going to go there to win, pretty much. I mean, that that's the whole point of you know, you're, you're not going to say, oh, we're we're going to see what's going to yeah. happen. I mean, you, you got to be positive about your team. And Demarcus Lawrence essentially made the most mature of all comments. But you don't play, you don't play. I play. You don't play. I mean, what an, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, I, I, ah. and, and the one name I have not heard during any Cowboy game on defense was Demarcus Lawrence. No Zero sacks. sacks this year. No sacks. Completely overpaid, overhyped. Don't get, like what we were saying earlier tonight about whoever it was that made a bunch of obnoxious, uh, Zach Brown. Just stay away from these types of comments because it's just going to fire up Doug Peterson. He's going to be at, He's going to be at the store buying more vanilla ice cream. They're going to have more vanilla ice cream <laughs> after practice <laughs> this week than they've ever had before. It's going to be popsicles, creamsicles, but it's going to be vanilla all the time. Uh, rocky I, road. I, yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. And it's been a rocky road so far. Uh, how's the secondary? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Got it. Uh, Pats at Jets. Pats. That's a harder one to oh, pick. Oh, it's not that hard, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Jets. Okay. Oh I think God. I think this is the first loss for the Patriots this year. I think Sam Darnold. Should we make a bet? Yeah, I'll make a bet. 
What's well, the you got to give me some points. I don't know what the spread is in that game, but I bet it's, it's got to be I'll get you a brand new gin. You give me a brand new gin. Get me... Yeah, I know the gin in mind. It's, okay, uh, whatever. It's about 40 bucks. Okay. 40, 45 bucks. All right. Whatever I'm, it is. I'll, I'll take you straight up. I okay. take the Jets over the Pats straight up. Jets at home, J-E-T-S. This is going to be the Patriots' first okay, loss. Okay, so I, you, I owe you a gin. What do you owe me? Uh, well, now we got to talk points. Uh, <laughs> um, what do I owe you? Well... A brown. I can get him one well, of the. Whistle pig a, had a whistle pig had a nice bourbon behind the glass. Those are the a barrel little pricey. Dovetail. Those are a little pricey. The barrel dovetail. I have a barrel dovetail. You got me a barrel dovetail. Um, you know what? I just owe you a gin because I don't think it's gonna, <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right, I will get you what? What bottle? Have we killed the bottle yet? We well, we actually we have the old Forester one hundred. Uh-huh. They make a one that has a uh, lesser proof, right? They make an Old Forester bourbon or rye that has like a... Something. something. Yeah, Old Forester. Yeah. A different oh, Old okay. Forester rye or bourbon. Yeah. Okay. All right, Sonny's making fun of my hand gestures yes. now. Redskins at Vikings. That's the Thursday night game for week eight. So I got the Vikings down, so I'm assuming everybody else does. Kirk Cousins will torch his old team. Yeah, in a meaningless game, Kirk Cousins will play well. Yeah. All I, right. I agree. Week seven. Wait, is that it? Yeah, that's, that's it. There's no more games to that's pick? That's it, yeah. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Everybody else is that's on a bye, like you. Uh, yeah, the Steelers don't play for ten days. almost yeah, 10, 11 days. I don't You're think. the Monday night game in week nine. And I'm on a bye and week And Mason eight. Rudolph will be back. He'll be back in the house. All right, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone, for bearing with us with our week seven picks. <laughs> Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our home brew and update. Oh, we have an update on our homebrew Friday. On our Hefeweizen. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I, mean, so, I, mean, I can't really take it's, it away. It's bubbling and settling. All right. All right. So it's fermenting. It's and fermenting. next week, next week we'll, we, will, we will bottle it. I'm working next week, unfortunately. So it'll be a late bottling, a late bottling session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonny's uh, like already depressed. It's going to yeah. be a late podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, tonight was a late podcast because yeah, of the Yankees, Yankees. game. Um, so it'll, it'll probably be earlier than that, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll be we'll be excited to to bottle it, and Absolutely. I think that it will have enough uh, carbonation uh, this time around uh, after a couple of weeks, not waiting, you know, four to five, like we did the last the time. last but time. But that yeah. beer, it's in the cooler for tonight. We got to finish yep. off the last of our last batch, our seventh round IPA Friday. What are we calling this one? Sixth round. Hefeweizen. All right. And Sonia is looking forward to this one, I believe. He likes a Hefeweizen a little bit more than a or an IPA. Yeah. Uh, so we worked really hard on this last, was it last weekend? Oh, yeah. With the leader. Feels like a long time ago. And the German music. And, uh, oh yeah. So check pop, out pop, our yeah. little costume. Check out the last episode as well as actually, Instagram. You actually had that hanging yeah, in yeah. the closet. I've had it for years. Yeah. And, and I've been waiting to use it. That's right. Friday and I both wore the Lederhosen last week. Yeah. And we had a German beer taste test as well Sonia, in honor of Oktoberfest. Son, you would have enjoyed that German beer taste test. A lot of good beers in that taste They were test. light, refreshing beers that you really would have enjoyed. Maybe not as good as the Korean ones that you like. <laughs> but, but those German beers, those Germans... They they know how to brew yeah, a good beer. Even the darker beers were. Why don't you guys have a good Oktoberfest? You guys should plan for Oktoberfest next year. It's cold. <laughs> in Germany, about? I don't do well in cold weather. Yeah, but you. Oh it's, lordy, Oktoberfest. Yeah, it is. Get away your we'll eventually. Eventually, we'll do, we'll do the pot. We're gonna do one from Vegas. I mean, my brother actually wants to go to Vegas sometime in the next month. We should do a like a uh, podcast a podcast from Vegas. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God! Sorry, <laughs> that was directed at me. I believe she was staring Go. you down. Go. 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 Have fun. Go. It's like Rick Grimes. <laughs> Go. Go. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is this shot on the table that I've been excited to taste. It's our shot taste test, and you have some intro music. I do. Hold tight, everybody, and we'll have our shot of the week. It is the shot. It's front of of shot. The week front is shot, as the song has said multiple times, (laughs) week after week. Uh, But I love the song, Ben. I do love the song. And so tonight's shot is in honor of fall. Um, Is it? it? It's a very autumnal shot. Autumnal. Okay, I thought it was like kind of. It's been out. It's been outside for a while now, and it's about seventy degrees outside. So I'm not sure if it's. It's a little cooler. Yeah. So I'm not Probably sure. Always overestimate. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's solidifying right now out here no, because it's a little no, creamy. No. no, I'm eating the uh, the, oh, cracker. the, 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 the cracker. So what's in this shot, Franny? In the shot is actually pumpkin vodka with pumpkin spice liqueur with some whipped cream, and on the rim we do have uh, the graham crackers, and uh, so it, it, it's supposed to taste like a pumpkin pie, and I hope so, Sonia. Sonia's sort of out. tasting it right now. Well, I'm just eating the graham cracker. <laughs> yeah. And it is it is pumpkin spice season. Every girl that wears Ugg boots and yoga pants and really thick uh, sweaters in 90-degree weather here in LA. <laughs> Los Angeles, yeah. Not is, shopping at the is, Whole Foods it, in Malibu. It is that time of season. And uh, this shot is in honor of that. So cheers, guys. Cheers. Let's give this All right, let's do it. shot a taste. Cheers, guys. Here we go. Ooh, tastes like tastes like fall. Not bad. Oh, it's pretty, pretty good. good. It did have a little bit of a chunk in there. Ooh. Not a chunk, but it, it got a. Uh, I feel like a little this stop with and coffee go. would be good. It had more of a kick than I expected yeah. it to have. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that vodka, the veil vodka with the pumpkin flavored vodka. I didn't know that they would have such coffee. a thing. But uh, no, that was actually pretty good. It, it has a really big kick. It's a bigger kick than I expected. I expected it to be cream, more creamy than kicky. But it's really good. It's got a definite sort of uh, kick. I was really. Oh yeah, really we're good. rocking the table, folks. I <laughs> apologize for that. If you heard the uh, the table moving, almost almost spilled your lug of wood. You did good. That was really yummy. That was actually really good. Yeah, I mean, it, very I, good. I got some inspiration from it's like Pinterest. A hot toddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool so, toddy. And, and, you know, the uh, the graham crackers uh, probably should have been cinnamon graham crackers, not honey graham crackers. But you know, I, I guess that sort of gives it um, that sort of pie crust sort of you know yeah. flavor consistency it's really good. to oh, it's it very good so that, that was that it's was very good yeah it was pretty good it was pretty good and and that's good i guess you know for uh maybe a halloween party if anybody's having a halloween party um it's very good. I, I didn't know that pumpkin spice liqueur was a thing it is 
Or I didn't Thanksgiving. Know, pumpkin, Hello? yeah. Or, or for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll bring it <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, you exactly. know, year-round. Year-round, <laughs> you know, why not? Um, and I didn't know they had butterscotch. They actually have butterscotch. I'm sure it would taste pretty good with this. We too. should Maybe do like an ode to grandma shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> with like a butterscotch liqueur. Yeah, we have so, one of them candies. Throw some <laughs> Werther's Originals in there. I want to say today's the 19th, so when's Halloween? Is it the following week after that, right? Yeah, it's a Friday, yeah. I think. Is that a Friday? Or? So I think it's a Friday. Is it? What? No. I think Halloween falls on a Friday. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? 9, So. I could be wrong. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. All right, so we'll do a Halloween shot. This is more of a fall, October, yeah, sort of you know pumpkin spice season. I don't, I don't, I don't really care for pumpkin spice. Everyone's crazy about pumpkin spice. Sunny likes it. I love everything pumpkin. I like pumpkin. I like pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah, Sonya's Sonya's Oregon Beaver pumpkin. Oregon beef or pumpkin. That, remember? <laughs> that you remember carved. That, you, oh, that yeah. you carved. Remember when you had to put And you did the eagles and I, she did the. You had to put, uh, you had to put the toothpicks in it to hold the parts uh, that were kind of falling apart. I know. <laughs> yeah, don't. But from far away, it yeah. looked okay. Yeah. Yeah, from far away, it looked really good. Your eagle, uh, eagle pumpkin looked really good. That was, yeah, pretty outstanding. <laughs> I'm going to give myself credit for that one. That what are you going to carve this year? I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at uh, oh. too many stencils. This year for for yeah, these, every these year two I are do. into it. I have uh, two eyes, I a should, nose, and a mouth. I should probably maybe do just an NFL pumpkin, the yeah. NFL logo. You should like pumpkin. the Cowboys with a nice. Oh, thirsty gold. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. There it is. Yep. I'm gonna see how I can do that. Thirst and gold pumpkin. You need three, so you go thirst <laughs> and gold. I'll do the end. <laughs> I'll do the end <laughs> with with toothpicks holding up the end. <laughs> All right, folks. Just in the last few weeks. Franny has concocted the Firemeister last week. A pretty intense shot, if so, I might say. Did so. you have a little bit of, uh, of that? I had a sip of it, but I, I just went straight. To it was it. actually it was it's pretty intense. It was intense, but good. Yeah, intense, but good. It was yeah, definitely two... good. If, if you want to get messed up on a shot, you drink a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack Fire or uh, Jim Beam Fire. Jim and, Beam and uh, Jagermeister. He did the Short Island Iced Tea, the Fabulous Forty, the Soju Catch, the Game, the Gold Digger, the Team cool. Spirits, <laughs> and the Labor Yay. That's just in the last like five. Or six episodes. He's done at least 40 of these shots yep. since the beginning of the show. This is a really, really fun segment. You're definitely knee-deep now into the <laughs> drinking portion of the show. So if you're not interested in drinking and you're tuned in for the football, feel free uh, to put your head on the pillow now. <laughs> but we are deep, deep, deep into the drinking portion of the show. Where, so does, he, where does he come up with uh, this stuff? You know, where did he go? He went off on a tangent like... <laughs> I know. It just comes out of the recess. He left of us my, there for a second. Oh, my little brain. Well, what, what's the name of this shot, though? Did we? Did oh, we that's right. Sonia, you can't. You, Sonya, well, uh, kind of. You are. No, no, no. You, you <laughs> oh, it's not the pumpkin pie shot? No, it, the punt. <laughs> oh, the pumpkin pie. pie. It was between the puntkin or the pylon. Huh? In, honor, in honor of Dixon, one of the best punters in the yeah, league for the Dixon! Seahawks. And Aussie. And uh, Steelers, we have uh, something Barry, whose name doesn't really matter because he's a terrible punter. <laughs> I'm not sure who your punter is. What's that? Sure. Should, should, Our punter's <laughs> awful. I can't remember okay. his name right now. Our yeah. special teams is awful. But Sonia, very clever. Sonia, Sonia comes up with the names. I just come up with the shots. But Sonia yeah, comes the up shots are with the names. Much more important. <laughs> and I just drink them. Yeah. <laughs> this one was but good. But then Ben writes like an agenda that's like 30 yeah. pages long. Yep. Which yep. is pretty. Yep. Impressive. Yep. Well, week thank you. Thank after you. week. Who was the announcer at um at the Laker games? 
He passed Ch- away. Chickern, chickern, chickern. He is the chickern of Thirsting. Well, that yeah, I'm definitely not as good as chickern. I'm, I'm way better than Vince. The fridge Scully. is open. The I eggs have, are. I am a thousand <laughs> times better than Vince Gully, who can put you to sleep in five minutes. But I'm and definitely not as good as chickern. The first pitch, <laughs> and. He owned a farm, him and his family. <laughs> yes, and okay. he, uh, when he was a kid, he used to enjoy going down to the creek and uh, catch some tadpoles. But and his father once told him, don't catch tadpoles. Be nice to the tadpoles. And ever since then, he's been an animal rights activist. <laughs> I mean, Vince Scully is the worst. He's not, no, no. I wouldn't say Vince hmm. Scully is. But well, come, listening um, on the radio, driving home from work. It is. If you had, it's boring. Yeah, it is. It, 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 for me, because we're not, I'm not a baseball fan. You're a baseball fan. I'm not a baseball fan, but it's it's pretty boring if you're not. <laughs> yeah, a baseball I mean, I grew up fan. in New York. I where... mean, I want to hear excitement in your voice when when you're. Yeah, I mean, I like a duo or or maybe even three people. I mean, uh, New York always had you know when I I was growing up, but we had Phil Rizzuto, and I can't remember who did the games with him. But then now the Yes Network has you know typically there's three people in a booth, uh, Michael K, and then two players, or Michael K and at least one other player, and that back and forth, that banter, making fun of each other. That makes for, you know, get through a game. I don't want to know that Kirk Reuter has a barn well, on his farm. I know that it's because hard for me. Vince Gully literally said that every single time the Dodgers played the Giants and Kirk Reuter pitched. It's sad that I know that. That's how bad Vince Gully is. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our brown taste, is our beverage of the week. This is a beverage that you picked out, Ben. Of course. Because you well, are Well, that's a, not true. You are a huge... I'm a big Islay. fan. And Scotch. we have another one for next week still. And another one for next week. Oh. We'll, we'll hold off on that one. Sonia is also a pretty big fan of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fan of not liking it. Yes. Well, you're a fan of Do you have some Scottish. info on the Lagavulin... 16 highly and single Sonia, malt. I'm just not sure why you're not Scotch a bigger whiskey. fan. Is this of... the House of Grey thing? What's that? No, no, that's the other one. We have that oh. one for the the Greyjoy one uh, from Talisker. Uh, uh, that one is next week. This is the one uh, that. Uh, this one I was bad. disappointed in the House of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> Greyjoy, yeah. We were at, well, actually, he, he redeemed himself at the end of. Yeah, he did. Who's that? That terrible Greyjoy. last season. Uh, yeah, I think he did. I mean, this is a uh, Laguvillain. This is a scotch from... <laughs> Love That's it. You have to say it the right... <laughs> Try it, Ben. Try it. <laughs> what did you say? Lagavulin? Uh, it's a product of Scotland. Lagavulin. <laughs> Isle single malt scotch whiskey. <laughs> well, 16. Well, count them. Uh, count them. <laughs> 16 year. Friday. <laughs> so, Friday. Why don't you give our listeners you should be. a little bit of a background on what an Isle Scotch is. It's a wee little island off the <laughs> coast of Scotland. There is a few distilleries out there, but it's very pity, very smoky. You can find dead bodies in them. That, that, that's started, for sure. that started turning into like a different sort of accent. That's for sure. That's, uh, anyways, Ben, I'm sure you have more more info. On I do indeed. Uh, we did a. Uh, actually, I don't have it right here handy. <laughs> <laughs> well, search them. <laughs> Google. I actually had the botanist. The botanist brought up. Uh, but yeah, this is a smoky peaty. Google that fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is, it's a really, really... It's been aging since I was a wee little lad. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this. All right, it's, it's aged. Pretty, I think it's this is worse the, How worse. do I pronounce it? How do I pronounce it? This is uh, Lagavulin? Lagavulin. Lagavulin. Oh, no, Lagavulin. This is a 16-year-old single malt 
Scotch whiskey from the island of Islay. 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 I don't, I'm, actually, I'm not sure how Scots would actually say this. And if there are any Scots listening out there, please correct us. Yes. Send, send I'm it sure, to us in writing yeah, phonetically. Not only are we butchering your accent, <laughs> which is beautiful, by the way. Uh, I love the, the Scottish I, accent. I do too. And Sonia loves the British one, too. She I was do. There recently. I love accents. <laughs> but correct us if we're wrong in pronouncing any of these. Uh, I want to say Scottish. They're English words, but in in, in Scott, Scottish English. <laughs> 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 All right. I need a dictionary. Yeah, this is an interesting 16-year-old single malt scotch. Very smoky, very peaty. Uh, 93 out of 100 at uh, Total Wine. Uh, this is something that I thought was very interesting. It's uh, one of the great classics from the island of Islay or Islay. Uh, it's remarkably balanced with very dry and assertive flavors offset by the sweetness of sherry oak casks. It's complex, full-bodied, smoky, peaty tastes that are not as pronounced as the smoky notes that combine with a salty tang of the sea in this elegant yet powerful single malt. All right. You want to give this a taste? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, Sonia's Sun, not a big fan of these. Oh. I mean, the Ardbeg was a little, it was overly peaty. Oh, my God. I would say overly peaty for me. Uh, I remember when you first brought it over, Ben. And and you I did, saw your you, eyes. You I knew. Know, you, I knew. He's like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, you, bringing this shit to my house. It wasn't. It, it's just not within my taste profile. I would say not yet. Not yet. But I, I am. It's it's starting to grow on me because the last couple that we had, uh, the one from last week, the uh, Lafroig and the Lagavulin. I'm actually, I'm I, so just sniffing. I mean, it, it smells very nice. It, it's it's this smoking. smells good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe I'm really sick. I mean the the peatiness and the smokiness of these oh, of these Islay God. scotches are fucking it's just, amazing. It's just Awful. it's it's different from it's a, a light scotch. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, it, the scotches that we've tried on the show were delicious. They were very smooth. They went down easily. They had a nice flavor to them, but they were a little soft. This one, the Islay scotches have a little bit of a, a kick to them. It's that smokiness, that peatiness that you get from them, and you have you just, you just have to appreciate the flavors that come through from from the water that they use. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the it's, water, it's the salt, they, it's the peat, it's everything. I mean, Sonia, like let, well, let's, like let's see. Like Sonia, you know, taste it. I did. And what do you think? <laughs> Move on. I mean, Franny already finished two of these. I know. I'm shocked. It's okay, though. You know what? That Lafroig last week, oh, we so talked good. about the it's, it's, uh, well, how would you the emotional that? connection yeah. Yeah. Well, that you have. Where's Alex? Alex, these. I'm, it's okay that I have a relationship with this beautiful bottle over here. And it has a classic bottle shape, by It'd the be, way. It's, it's a, a very, very nice classic bottle. bottle you shape. can find it on Instagram and on Twitter. And um, it's a 16-year, Ben. I mean, th- this is... Um, it's not a cheap bottle. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, no, no, no. But I mean, Bevmo and Total Wine they have a reasonable price on it. I mean, it's less than a hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Well, I, I would hope so. <laughs> if you paid more than that. No, 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 no. In Europe, it's like uh, it was like seventy nine euros. Well, I like it. So, I mean, you're you're looking at us with a disgusted. Um, I, I it's got more smoke than peat. Yeah, yeah. but you the can definitely. The smokiness is too much for me. It 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 definitely doesn't on on the initial. 
touch to the palate. But it, it doesn't hit you as hard as the Ardbeg initially, uh-huh. and the smoothness on the finish on the and follow is it, it 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 lingers, but it doesn't stay too long. No, and and I think um, you know with the Ardbeg, I think the reason I I am not as big of a fan as you are is because you taste that peatiness more than you, you, you taste that smokiness, smokiness. whereas in the Lagavulin and, and the Lefroy, it's more of a balanced flavor. You kind of get both flavors. And, you know, like you said, I mean, you, get, you get that little bit of a tang to it and uh, also a little bit of that saltiness. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is a really, really interesting, I guess there's a Carolina or Carolina uh, that, I'm, that I want to try as well that's right in the same price range. I get like also like that's a little more bit of- smoky than this and less peaty. Like a ripe banana flavor at the finish, too. Yeah, I mean, it's really, Sonia? No. A burnt, <laughs> almost like a burnt, also, you guys. burnt vanilla. Maybe your also. tongues are burnt. I, I just, this is the, well, of all of the, I've drank gin, scotch, rum, whiskey. I mean, my, I mean, oh, all, okay. drinking my whole life. This is the most unique flavor profile of any liquor that I've ever had in my because, life well, is, is, the, is, is the is the is the is the with, with whiskeys. I mean, you can sit back and drink them neat. Uh, you don't need to mix them with anything. With vodka, vodkas taste the same. You, you know, you, you taste Tito's, you taste you know Belvedere, you taste whatever. They all taste the same. Gin, you have to mix it with something in order for it to taste good. You know, you can't just. <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm serious. You do. I mean, you can you drink do. it. You do. There are some dry gins you can drink on, you know. I mean, meat. rums are very sweet. Uh, if you're into that sort of, uh, you know, flavor profile, I, you know, I, I, I think me and you enjoy more of the sort of bitterness, you know, yeah, that I sort of flavor. Um, but when, when something is too sweet, we, we just this has a sweetness to it. Not, mm, this has a lot a more bit. smoke. I still taste that smoky. Way I can't in believe the I'm going to say this. I mean, That's I'm going to, I'm going to drink you had that cigar, Sonia. Huh? Yeah. You had that cigar. You had that Cuban. Yeah. I'm going to drink this bottle because we have to wait. I have to hold back on that art bag until we have our taste test. Yeah. But I think I actually prefer, I might prefer the art bag to this. I, I, I like the Lugable and I like the Lugable and I like the Lefroig. Um, it's hospital like. I feel like I'm the drinking the iodine or whatever that stuff is. That's what it. Hmm. The smell of that iodine. Oh, now you ruined it for me. Why? The medicine, because I do taste a little See? bit of the it medicine-y is. It's flavor. It's medicine. That's what I taste. It's medicine that will preserve your insides. Yeah, I guess. But that's why the taste tests. <laughs> yes. That's why the for taste centuries. tests are so great, right? We'll have the we'll have the like oh, yeah. the like I mean, right. We'll have, have to the do it five the art bag. <laughs> we'll have the which is the 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 Lefroy. from last week Lefroy. and the different prices for all of these, right? Oh, so yeah. the this is the most expensive. Yeah, it is. Uh, the the and the bottle looks like the art bag was was fairly like mid range I think yeah. like in a forty five or something like that yeah, range. the art bag is about forty five fifty the Lefroig is about fifty five this is sixty seventy seventy five it was like eighty bucks <laughs> the sorry sweetie the <laughs> the, the, the uh, and then we have one but so that so one, but when that, you taste it yeah the, like, that, that we have the uh it, it, it's it's one of the Game of Thrones Talisker. Uh, it, it's from Talisker. We we did try the Talisker tenure this past summer in Croatia, and it it had a more of a smokiness than I would say a, a peatiness wow, to it. Good. But it is good. good. I, I I do enjoy this. This is I'm enjoying it more. Friday's into it. Wow. Yeah, just because it's, it's just it's different. I've, I've I've drank a lot of scotches. You know, we've we've had a lot of bourbons, a lot of rise, and this is it. Just has a different. It's definitely flavor. different. So, I mean, the, yeah. for first-time scotch drinkers, maybe this is not your thing. But after trying so many scotches, you want to jump into something new? Yep. Jump into um, Ligable and Lefroy, Ardbeg, you know. Oh, yeah. 
But that's, I mean, I'm looking forward to the taste test because I, I do believe, I think, I like the the, the, you know, in the in the taste and test. The, and the Ardbeg more than this, and this is way more money. I, and, I think the two of you should do the taste test because I obviously dislike it, and I will not like any of them. So You might, Sonia? No. <laughs> we'll put a Jim Beam on the table. Jim Beam, no. I lay scotch. <laughs> Stop. From the island of uh, something well, off for Kentucky. The, for the no, taste test. It would be interesting to see the two of you do this taste test and see what you two choose because you guys seem to like it. I. It's interesting. It's it's just interesting. It's an interesting flavor. But yeah. that's the beauty of that. I mean, that's something that I I enjoy talking to Alex about. Was uh, as I'm not, Alex. I, I want you. I want to. Well, <laughs> yeah. In th- this portion of the show, for sure. Fran and I'll I are replaced. taking shots I'll be every single no, no, no. time he mentions your but name. It's, it's, it'll be it's, fucked up. You know, learning. I mean, I know I shouldn't have to learn this, but knowing that I, I feel like I should like that, right? I feel like I should love this bottle because it was twice as much as no. the Ardbeg, but I think I like the Ardbeg better. And mm-hmm. it, that just and goes to okay. show how you, you can have your You're own like relationship, your own, your own complex uh, flavor profile that may not necessarily you, you know necessarily be flavor experience. Yeah, it may not be necessarily you know consistent with the the, the price of the the item. I mean, obviously, I'm going to like any no, beer be, well, more this, than Budweiser. Is, you know, age 16 years. I mean, just imagine what you were doing 16 years ago. I mean, this was they put this to age 16 years ago. Oh, I had good they put it in barrels ago. 16 years ago just so we can enjoy it today. And yeah. sherry and that oak casks makes it more enjoyable too. Yeah, I mean it's pretty interesting. Yep. But also, I if I drink this for three weeks, I might change my mind. Like the Ardbeg, uh, initially I was like, Ugh. but then I just thought about it and I just couldn't wait to drink it again. The same thing might happen with this one. Yeah, I mean, just like even something that's aged 10 years, you know. This is sixteen or twenty, or you know, the eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Your, um, uh, which one was that? The Glenlivet. Glen Eight, eighteen year Glenlivet. I mean, eighteen years ago. And, and they had a they had an Islay Scotch at Bevmo that was aged seven years. That was like seventy dollars for mm-hmm. the bottle. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is very good, Ben. I'm very good, Ben. And uh, next week, and for the record, Friday buys these every week. That's ready. why I'm able to buy one every like ten weeks. You, well, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I, I had I had an Islay Scotch ready to go for uh, for today because I know we're 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 sort of gathering you know Islay Scotches so we can have a taste test. We can wear kilts and everything. Uh, oh, do, do Scots work? Yeah, they do. They wear kilts. Yeah. yeah. They so. That's ben. why we're gonna and we're gonna go back to the bourbon after that. Yes. So get ready to wear a kilt, Ben. I'm happy to wear a kilt. I saw a guy at. Home Depot a few weeks ago. He was shopping for like piping, and he was wearing a kilt like it was nothing. Like he was just hanging out. Ben was I'm just shopping. I'm just shopping close. for some piping. He came it's... home and asked me where my uniform was. Oh, he, he had his <laughs> piping hanging loose. And his <laughs> he was just he was just there shopping, like asking the Did guy, he? like you know, should I use? I mean, is this galvanized? Like like it was just like, like I am like, starting at, my own distillery. Like any other day. Like it's just like any other day for him. But it seems comfortable. Seems comfortable. Uh, you know, you let it hang loose. All right. Franny, what's next up on the big board? <laughs> next up on <laughs> the big board, Ben, we have our beer of the week. Our scotch was obviously from Scotland. Of this course. This beer is very local from San Fernando, from the San Fernando Valley, from the Great 1-8. Yes, this is from the 818. This is a San Fernando Brewing Company IPA, and we'll be right back with it in Two shakes. (laughs) 
All right, and we shook it twice, and Ben. <laughs> what were we shaking, Ben? <laughs> Lamb's tails. What well, I mean. From the San Fernando Brewing Company, the Q Cucumber Ale, Pale Ale. You have some more info for us, Ben? I do indeed. This is the On Tap. This is the specialty beer. This is not listed in their regular offerings from the San Fernando Brewing Company. Love that this is a local beer. This is an English style pale ale infused with a variety of cuc a variety of cucumbers, not just one. Count them. A variety <laughs> of cucumbers, making this a very refreshing Maybe beer. Persian cucumbers? Those Persian, Persian cucumbers yeah, yeah. are pretty good. Very good. Yeah. This should be served, should be served, and it is tonight on our table in a pint glass. Here it is. It's like <laughs> is if do you like Bloody Marys? Ask for it. Michelada style. So oh. allegedly this is really good with a little Bloody Mary mix as well. But this looks like an amazing beer, so let's crack it open. Ooh yeah. Ooh, there we go. We're pouring it in the glass. Sonia's laughing. Oh my. Well, it's not easy hosting and producing. All right, Sonia's got her. She's about to bust out <laughs> in uh, in laughter over there. She has her beer in front of her. My pipe. <laughs> Your pipe glass. All right. All right. So what? Uh, oh man. Wait. What? Well, it's well, refreshing. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, you a, tasted it already. I took a yeah. Sip. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Ronnie. I was excited. He oh. jumped the gun. I was excited. Sorry. All right, here we go. I, I have was, I have the can. I was interested in, in, in trying uh, an I, an IPA or a pale ale infused with cucumber, and it's just an interesting sort of flavor. It's like I like it up until the I point don't taste it, it turns bitter. I don't taste the cucumber though. I taste the the citrus. I, I do too. I taste that 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 freshness that you get from a cucumber. The, the freshness. Like yeah, you know when you have like it, it, cucumber. Describe to me the freshness you know, of the cucumber from it. Yeah, sort of crisp flavor that Yummy. you get from a cucumber when you when you put in water in one of those like uh, uh, water bottles that has that sort of infuser. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had that uh, at CPK. Underrated the other night. I had the the cucumber gin something something spice cucumber. I like it's 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 interesting. This is this is definitely a, a summertime. This is this is a summertime drink. Oh, it's very it's very very. Very clean. Yeah, not much. It's a very clean. It has it has a bite at the end. It's like I enjoy it up until that point. But the finish is not. I'm a beer. The finish is. I wonder how they got still an IPA to the end. I wonder how they how they got that in there though. What's that? That that cucumber flavor. They just throw cucumbers in. I don't taste it. I mean, yeah, they just throw them in there. This guy's like shooting threes (laughs) from the corner. (laughs) They're just shooting threes (laughs) of cucumbers. Kobe into the the vats. There it is. Uh, It's good. I mean, like. You feel it on your nose. I can't feel anything yeah. on my nose. <laughs> it's really good. Like, I mean, it's it's to me. I, I take taste more citrus than cucumber. Of, you know, blow out from your nose. You you get that. You don't want me. That you, you, <laughs> you maybe not you tonight, Sonia. Maybe not tonight. It's I okay. Taste a, I taste a hint, a hint of the cucumber. Maybe it's because I drank the 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 Islay before this. I don't know. To me, it's 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 really refreshing. I I really do. 
like that. That's pretty interesting. Like it. It's 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 a very interesting <laughs> flavor that we haven't had with any of the other beers. We have we've had sort of that that pine flavor. We had that sourness to that one beer. Oh, that sour beer was amazing. We had absolutely no flavor with the Boddingtons, uh, but this one <laughs> Boddingtons, <laughs> Boddingtons, this, this this one I specifically looked for. You, you. specifically suck, Boddingtons. <laughs> that is good. That, I mean, that, that's interesting, and um, it's a local beer. But how how would you rate this beer? One through ten, like one, one out of it's ten. It's up there. This is probably really? I'd put it in a seven and a half. Yeah, I, I would say eight. Wow, only because it is refreshing and it's different. Finally, you the don't one, get he, this. He's the one that like I was on and I saw like Kentucky Fried Chicken at like a four and a half stars out of five today on Yelp. I don't like Kentucky. And on Grubhub, <laughs> I'm like, who's rating Kentucky Fried Chicken five stars? Who are you people? <laughs> Well, Kentucky Fried Chicken isn't that bad. Oh, but it's not five. I, I don't. I'm not a big. You you're know, talking about like fan. the most best food you ever had on earth is five. And Kentucky Fried Chicken should be like two, if that. I, those I, are mashed potatoes. Are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty, <laughs> their gravy is pretty yeah, good yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like okay, okay, we've agreed on like now we know how that person got to a four and a half star. <laughs> like, like, I was like, damn, I get it. That, 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 that coleslaw. You know what? There, there are ten. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, actually, you mush it all up <laughs> yeah, together. You know, That's pretty. Yeah, with their good. corn and everything. Oh my god! Let's yeah. you, what do you think? Um, the way I gauge these beers because is... I'm not a huge beer drinker is if I could sit at a bar watching a game, can I drink this without just wanting to like give it back to the bartender? I don't. I drink it. And I'm like, I want more. See, because I drink it. and I'm like, eh. no. I like it, it because it's like. Am I going to get bored of it? And then I take another sip, and I'm still not bored of it, so I want another sip, and I still taste that sort of cucumber, a little bit of bitterness, so you get that that crispy cucumber sort of flavor, and then you get that bitterness at the end. Friday really likes this beer. But it was... That hurt all of our <laughs> listeners' ears, I'm sure. But what's interesting is that when I smell the beer, when I, when I take a good whiff of it, it reminds me of the seventh round. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think it's maybe the bitterness, and and also no, there's the a little smell of it. The smell oh, yeah. of it. Oh yeah. yeah well, it is it is uh, a pale ale, and that was an yeah. IPA also that we that we did, and and also there was fruitiness to the yeah. there was the grapefruit sort of you know flavor, maybe scent sort of coming through too, but yeah, I, got, I just don't taste the cucumber. Maybe I want of, to. Maybe out of a glass would be better. Oh, let me taste yours. Oh, out of your, no, pint, you don't out want of your mine. pint glass. Oh, that's right. I don't want to taste yours. Sick <laughs> <laughs> Here, Ben, drink from mine. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I do taste it. See, it's better in glass. Is that why it said specifically? You know, in a yeah, pint. Exactly. it out of a pint glass. And they don't. They, they only had cans. So, you know, but I, I like could to... see this in a Michelada. I could, yeah. I could yeah. do this in. in... Me a little more of my. Yeah. Yeah. I could do oh. this in a Bloody oh. Mary. This I could do in a Bloody Mary. All right. I could. Yeah, I like this. All right. It's good. What was your rating? Good. Out of 10? It wasn't high. It was four. Eight. Seven and a half. Yeah. Eight one eight, baby. All right. <laughs> great. All right. One eight. A great one eight. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our quiz. Ooh, we have a quiz. We've been I, holding I've, this quiz ever since I've Sonia had left this us. quiz for a little while now, but I couldn't ask it because it was only me and Ben. So that would have been a funny questions. quiz. Uh, let me <laughs> find that. Let me find. Let me find my question. All right, there it is. There All it is. All right, here we go. All right. Oh yeah, we don't have the buzzers on the table. Maybe it was the Yankee game that threw us all off. 
Well, at least we have our theme song music playing. All right, this is front. This has been basting in the oven. This has been smoking. It's been cooking <laughs> for two weeks since Sonya left us. I don't even remember these questions. All right. I, I might need a buzzer myself. Uh, all right. First question. Bill. Belichick. Oh, I'm like, who's Bill? Has made a trade with how many teams in his career? Three. Wrong. Wait, um, may, may I ask, when you say has made a trade, are you talking about players or no with talk- how many with how many teams with with all the teams in the league how many teams has he made a trade with oh out of all the 32 one that seems oh. really low you said three, three also seems really low he has made a trade with all 32 teams Shot. in his career uh, really all thir- I thought, that's why i thought it was interesting I thought wow, he's trading That's with a like really good question. 32 teams. He's made a trade. Yeah. How'd you come it, up with and that? And in Sean McVay's defense, know. he's traded away a lot Google. of draft picks along the way. <laughs> yeah, so all 32 teams. He's <laughs> made a trade one. with at least <laughs> one team in the league. The trade and he's been the in the league for a long time. Uh, next question. Question number two. Wow. How many interceptions did Brett Favre throw while playing for the Atlanta Falcons? Oh my Ooh. god! That was a long time. That ago. was his one season, right? Not even a full season, I don't think. Sixteen. Wrong. Close. No. <laughs> no. No. Six. Sun is a lot closer. Brett Favre in his career with the Falcons threw four passes. Two of them were incomplete, and two of them were interceptions. Was it, I got traded after like a first really? second game. Uh, it was uh, I forget who the I, mean, I don't know who the the quarterback back in the nine, early nineties was for the Atlanta Falcons, but whoever they were, they got injured. Brett Favre was thrown ben into Chino. the game. The but, dirty birds, <laughs> the dirty birds. Uh, and with Gannon, right now, Gannon he went was with the right Raiders. in the game, and uh, he threw four passes, wow. two incompletions, two interceptions. So he never threw a completion with yeah the Atlanta sad. Falcons. Then they ended up with like Rich uh, Rich Gannon's clone. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What was the only team to beat the Jaguars in the 1999 season? The Pittsburgh Steelers. That is wrong. (laughs) This was Tom Coughlin days. In what year? 1999. The original Tom Coughlin days. Was the only team that beat the Jags. He's asking it for a reason. Yeah, so I, I'd guess Seahawks. Probably. Yeah, I'm yeah. not asking for that reason actually. Uh, no, <laughs> I just Dolphins. Thought it was, I just thought it was pretty. And it wasn't the Dolphins either. I, I just thought it was very interesting. The Titans beat them twice. The Titans in the regular season, really, and then once in the playoffs. Uh, and the Titans went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Steve that McNair, year, yeah, baby, and almost beat the greatest show on turf. So yeah. It was the Titans. Uh-huh. That was the only loss to one team the entire year, but they have three losses from that one team. Wow. Yep. That's why I'd never cheat on my wife. <laughs> Steve McNair. I don't. Oh. oh. <laughs> that, that's pretty terrible. That's pretty that's, terrible. Uh, but yikes. Also yeah, true. I, yeah. I, I laughed until I realized. Realized. What, <laughs> that I was t- yeah. Cut that off. No, just <laughs> All right. Question number four. Which team has the highest all-time postseason winning percentage? 
Someone's asked that before. Uh, but what, we still don't know the answer. What I know. What, what team, team is the all-time highest all-time postseason winning percentage? So not the most wins, which I have asked in the past. It was oh. I believe the Cowboys, the Raiders. Wrong. I don't understand the question. The highest winning percentage. So they could have gone to the playoffs, you know, once and won one game. They'd be hundred percent. But which team has the highest percentage? I don't know. Uh, Winning. Patriots. It is the Patriots. Oh. <laughs> That's who it is. I mean. It is the Patriots. I'm thinking too much. They I'm like, have, oh, it can't be the Patriots. <laughs> they have the highest winning percentage. I don't have the percentage written down right here, but I believe it was 64% <laughs> in the playoffs. And last but not least, question number five. Who is the only NFL player to play in both a Super Bowl and a World Series? Ooh. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, yeah. I actually knew that one. He did play, he did, he did play with the Cowboys, and he played with the Atlanta Braves yeah, in yeah. 1992. It is pretty good as yeah. an outfielder. Pretty impressive. That is pretty impressive to play in both the Super Bowl and the World Series. That's why he's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. That was a great quiz. Th- those were those really cool questions. Interesting questions. They had to wait two weeks. <laughs> well, Sonny doesn't want to talk to us, you know? So next week we know our listeners will be up. Because Sonya is back. Yeah, Sonya's back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be getting emails and phone and voicemail saying I'm I hope Sonya feels better. <laughs> Please don't let her be Send sick. Me some drugs. Bring her back on the show. <laughs> I have some really good Sudafed. Woohoo! All right. All right. What's next up on the big board, Franny? Next up on the big board, Ben, is your betting corner. Oh, we're almost at the end Ooh. of the show. I'm actually gonna depart right now. So goodbye, everybody. I appreciate you all. Um sorry guys. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, we should be. We should give Sonya some kudos. I mean, she hung tight all the way, and she clearly barely, doesn't feel barely, well. But yep. that's okay. So she hung in there all the way through. There is a virus kicking her ass right now. Oh my God! Please don't say that. <laughs> no, no, it's a uh, vacation or doctor's <laughs> office uh, hangover you know, germs <laughs> that are around human beings when they go to the doctor's office or on planes. Vacation hangover. All right, so we'll be right back with our betting corner, and we'll finish up the show. All right, Ben, it is your betting corner. That's Time Friday's for... way of saying that he's not going to give me any help. Few wagers this week. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, first, you can check for it on Twitter and Although you need to start posting your fabulous five. I, you know, I need to. I need to. On Twitter. First, Ben's certified picks. Uh, first up, Cardinals versus Giants. Cardinals plus three. Not only are the Cardinals going to win this game, they will definitely cover the spread. Next up, Dolphins versus Bills. I don't see the Bills winning this game by 17 points. They are going to win, but I'm going to take Miami. In that game, as my lock of the week, Miami is not going to get beat by 17 points by the Bills. Rams versus Falcons. I know, I know, I know. I picked the Falcons earlier, but where the gambling comes in and the money comes in, take the Rams, minus three. Next up, Ravens versus Seahawks. Take the Seahawks, minus three. Seahawks at home. They are going to beat the Ravens, make a statement. They are the boss in the NFC West. Next up, Eagles versus 
Cowboys. Ooh, I love this line when I got it. Minus or plus two and a half points. The Eagles are getting two and a half points in the game. They are going to win this game outright. Take the Eagles in. I hope so, man. I hope you're right. And they will. They will. Uh, So the first game up, that isn't a certified pick. Houston Texans at the Colts. The Colts are giving away one and a half points at home. What do you think, Franny? I'm taking the Texans in this game, given or getting the points, one and a half points. They might win this game outright. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one, Ben. Next up, ooh, Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are getting two and a half points in this game. Take it. Franny, what do you think? I, I agree with you, Ben. He agrees with me again. Oakland Raiders at Green Bay Packers. The Oakland Raiders are getting five points in this game. I love the Raiders in this game. I think the Raiders are going to win this game outright. Definitely take the points and the Raiders. Next up, Jags at Bengals. Stay away. I just I, I can't I can't put down a wager in that game. Next up, Jags at Bengals. Ugh. Again, can't put a better. Did I just say that game twice? No, they didn't. Can't put a bet up in that one either. <laughs> Next up, Rams at Falcons. That was my best bet. Next up, Niners at Redskins. Crazy fireworks in the neighborhood. Uh, we film this or film this, record this outside every single week. Uh, 49ers at Redskins. The Washington Redskins are getting 10 points in this game. I still like the Niners to win this game by 10 or more. I would take the Niners in that game. Next up, Chargers at Titans. The Titans are giving away two and a half points in that game. If I were going to bet it, I would bet on the Titans. Next up, New Orleans Saints at Chicago Bears. The Bears are giving away four points in that game. I like the Saints in this game. I think the Saints are going to win this game outright. Take the Saints in that game. Next up, New England Patriots at New York Jets. Ooh. The Patriots are giving away nine and a half points. I love the Jets in this game. Franny, what say you? I have no opinions, Ben. This is your, <laughs> your betting corner. the same thing every week. I actually think the Jets have a good chance to win this game. You did say that, and I don't believe you. He doesn't believe me. <clears throat> Next up. Washington Redskins at Minnesota Vikings. Ooh, 14 and a half points. What do you think, Franny? Ah. Uh. Ah, eh, eh. I'll take the Vikings in that game, but I wouldn't be strong about it. Uh, so those are our betting corner bets this week. I'm not going to go into the overs and unders since we're already well over two yeah. hours in this oh, episode. Yeah. But I want to hear Franny's fabulous Five. Fantastic. Fabulous. Five. Moneyline. Parley. Picks. The Bills. The Jags. The Niners. The Patriots. And the Saints. Ooh. Can you repeat that? The Bills. The Jags. The Niners. The Patriots. And the Saints. Interesting. Okay. The Jags game could be, could be, that could be an interesting one. Yeah. I saw him on there. I'm on there. I love it. What about I love you, Ben? I mean, last week you had a, a, a parlay, a couple of parlays, actually. Do you have I one did. This, do you have one this week or no? 
I kind of skipped I, out on the, I, on the parlays. I do, in fact, have uh, some parlays this week. Oh, Sonia is bringing out some snacks. Some snacks for Post. us for after for the post production. <laughs> uh, I do have a nine team parlay. Oh, the Bills! The wow. Bills. <laughs> The Bills, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bengals, the Rams, the Niners, the Saints, the Cowboys, and the Cowboys and the Patriots. <laughs> I also have a 13 game parlay, which I will not bore you with nah. because that's impossible to win. Nothing is impossible, Ben. But I do also have an 11 team parlay. <laughs> <laughs> ben goes crazy the with Chiefs with the Monopoly money. The ben. Chiefs for for fun purposes only. The Chiefs, the Texans, the Bills, the Jags, the Rams, the Niners, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Eagles, well, and how, how, the Pats. How are you going to choose the Cowboys in one? And then the Eagles, I get, well, I guess you're... you're well, it's one, yeah. you know, the, yeah, yeah, you're, you're betting for the odds are pretty yeah, yeah. crazy, so you just, yeah. like, you're hedging your bets on a couple of games. True that, true that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have those that are, uh, I think those have a good chance of hitting one of those. <laughs> Or Probably not. One or none. One or none of those games. Uh, but I also have uh, placed all of those interesting, uh, my certified picks earlier on. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, to finish up the night, we have some housekeeping. Oh, we do. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. We love each and every one of you, and we truly appreciate you listening to the show. We are humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstygold.busprout.com, with your friends, relatives, anyone that you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review if you would be so kind on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcatchers that allow for reviews. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com or you can call us at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may play your message on the air. Please also follow us. Follow us. Franny is a photog extraordinaire. So follow us on Instagram at thirstand and on Twitter at Goal Thirst. Ronnie, what say you? Episode 43. Thank you for listening, and we'll return next week. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Goddamn mixology mentor.